The following audio drama is rated R for rockin'. You can be sure that everything you wanted to see when you're a teenager is here. Just tantalizingly out of reach if you're under 17 or 18 years old. Hello everyone, this is Derry, the host of Dice Will Roll, the queerest Pathfinder podcast on the planet. Where you ask the hard questions like, is it morally acceptable to kiss a goblin? Dice Will Roll is an actual play Pathfinder 2nd edition podcast and this is an episode from our newest campaign, Fists of the Ruby Phoenix a high-level, martial-arts-inspired extravaganza in which our heroes, the Radiant Winds, including Shi Chuji, a Jiangxi Dampier monk, Masami Takahara, a Kitsune Magus ninja, and Asanku, Witch Prince of the Sea, a Undyne Witch, along with his familiar-slash-ancestor-slash-patron, Lolo Sadagat, a little sea dragon, take part in the mythic Ruby Phoenix Tournament, a once-in-a-decade showdown between the greatest fighters on the planet. In this episode, episode 13, Dynasts and Dragons, our heroes have successfully battled through the pre-qualifying round of Danger Island, and now find themselves in the next round. But not before they have dinner with the mythic sorceress to Ruby Phoenix herself, as well as the Empress of the city-state of Goka. Will they, along with the other seven finalist teams, be able to impress these high and mighty patrons? They'll have to put their dinner etiquette skills and their fighting prowess to the test as they take on challenges the likes of which they have never overcome before. We hope you'll enjoy this episode and uh, keep it rolling, everyone. Hey, listener. Have you ever thought about starting a podcast? Whether you're an expert, a super fan, or just want to speak your mind, if you start a podcast about what you love, there's listeners out there who will love it too. So let's hear it. With Acast, it couldn't be easier to get started. You can create, grow, and even make money from your podcast. You can get started completely free at Acast.com. Dice for Roll, the queerest Pathfinder podcast on the planet, where we ask the hard questions like, how come Imperial Dragons only show up in Tiansha? Region-locked content. Region-locked? <laughs> they don't have the expansion yet. Yeah, no one else has the expansion pack yet, it's only maybe, maybe the Imperial Dragons don't like the dragons that live in, like, Avistan. That could be it, because, like, you'll find, like, red dragons on the fucking moon, but you won't find, like, imperial dragons, to my knowledge, anywhere except Tiansha. Why did they pull up here and be like, this is our place? Maybe they just like Tiansha more. Maybe the weather's nicer. Maybe they're, maybe, like, they just like the, I, do you have a problem with Tiansha? Hmm? KK, KK, start start getting mad at him. Start getting mad at him. (laughs) No, no, I don't hate hate Jan Shaw. No, I I think think you... Why do you sound so hesitant, Derry? (laughs) (laughs) Why do you have to sound like you're hiding something behind your back, Derry? It's a t-shirt that says, I hate Jan Shaw. No! (laughs) Would we like to play some Pathfinder? Yeah. (laughs) Sure. Previously, in Fists of the Ruby Phoenix... The Radiant Winds made their way to the peak of Mount Haminabu, presenting Kao Jin with their ten silver feathers and earning access to the Ruby Palace itself. However, disaster struck 
when Devil's Jew's a rival team who felt humiliated by the competition attacked Haojin and killed her. The Radiant Springs sprung to battle with the aid of Tino Tung, leader of Tino's toughest, and stopped the assailants in time for ha- Lady Haojin to be reborn. You earned access and you met the other teams who had entered. Now, having all been accepted into Ruby Phoenix Tournament, all that remains is to enjoy their final day on Danger Island before they take the long journey back to Goka and begin the tournament proper. So, you are all in your uh, very nice private room. It is exceptionally large, uh, with silken beds, a beautiful wall art, which depicts um, all sorts of like scenes from the history of Tiansha. Windows which overlook Danger Island, and the thing which is currently in use, an armoire of many things, a powerful, powerful uh, dressing tool, which will conjure any sort of clothing you may need. Which is exceptionally good, because right now, you guys are all getting dressed for a dinner with not only Hao Jin, the Ruby Phoenix, not only the other seven teams who have made it this far, but the Empress of Goka, Empress Nai Yanfei. God. So you've got a lot to, you're like, this is going to be an interesting time. I'm going to go around each of you, ask how you're doing, Put what are you wearing as you get ready for this uh, ruby dinner? Uh, this feast of the ruby phoenix. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut up. Shut the fuck Ooh. up. Shut up. Ooh. I need a new DM right now. Someone take over. I need an apology with tears, please. <laughs> okay. We're going to We're going to send with- out applications along with this uh, episode. Hostile <laughs> <laughs> um, takeover. Juji, uh, we're going to start with you. Hey. How are you? How are you enjoying this very fine uh, fancy castle and what are you how are you getting dressed? What's up? Oh, Chuji is generally good. Um they they're happy to be in the palace. They're stoked even because this is literally their live stream. Um, but it is honestly a little bit overwhelming how fancy this is, specifically for Chuji. They've never been in a place even half as fancy as this. Maybe even a quarter as fancy as this. Um, so they're feeling a little bit out of place, but at the same time, their ego is very, yeah, bitch, I deserve this. (laughs) Awesome. How, what are what are you gonna wear to the the feast of the Ruby Phoenix? Um, Chuji is actually wearing a uh, Changsam, which is uh, kind of a traditional Chinese dress. Um, mm-hmm. except they <laughs> they've seemingly cut the sleeves off. <laughs> okay, shoulders out. Shoulders out, guns out, guns ablazing. And Chuji's actually kind of affixed uh, their the fulu that they always carry. Uh. Mm-hmm. Just like tying that rope that they usually wear around their waist in the chunksam. Okay, fascinating. So you got all your your talismans just on on display. Yeah. <laughs> Less formal than the rest of the outfit, certainly. <laughs> it's you what they some, think is fancy. <laughs> you got some hair, some mummy wraps, some flowers. Well, okay, they put the mummy wrap in like a bow. All right. Just, just yeah, for this occasion. That, Usually, yeah, that's, it's like that's loose. what the problem was. It was the <laughs> Uh Okay, uh, Masami, 
Uh, Hi. How are you doing? I think that they enjoy, like, their surroundings. They enjoy their environment. They like the palace. They like the areas they can go into the palace. I'm On sure the... they enjoyed the grounds, indeed. Oh, yeah, they did. Uh, the bathhouse specifically. Stop. <laughs> um... Stop <it>. <laughs> <laughs> On the subject of, like, formal occasions, they they know how to act, certainly. Like, they know how to present themselves in said, like festivity however when it comes to being charismatic and not a wallflower they struggle a little bit <laughs> they're the mm-hmm. kind of person that's like i'm gonna sit at i'm gonna sit here or i'm gonna lean on this wall and wait for someone to talk to me which is not something that they should be doing at this <laughs> one and also like the the, the fashion yeah um from Masami's clothes, they like things that aren't very encumbering. They don't like things very cumbersome. And the the options that they have in front of them are can be like very heavy fabrics. Mm-hmm. Which is a little uncomfortable, but they'll bear it. Okay. Um, they have two options actually. Okay. Uh they have the traditional male kimono that has um the Haori with the five family crests on them and the hakama. And then they have the traditional uh women's kimono, specifically a uh tomesode, which has like um very it's a very colorful kimono with like the de- with the designs on the bottom rather than all over. Mm-hmm. But they have their hair done, which is pretty much just like a braided updo with their fringe, like their um, their side brings still like framing their face, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and their classic like dark lipstick. Yeah. But other than that, they're they're struggling. <laughs> <laughs> they're like they're picking out clothes, and the other guys are like going hmm and ha and not really being helpful. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get to that in a second, Masami. Uh, Sanku, hi. How are Hi. you doing? How are you enjoying this very fa- fancy palace? Um, have you ever been anywhere this fancy in your life? No. I don't think he's ever been anywhere this fancy. Yeah, like, you're not from a necessarily a really rich background, right? Not at all. Um, I think he feels a little bit out of his depth, but not enough, Not so much that he's, like, had, like crazy anxious. It's just, like, I grew up in a fishing village. This is not a fishing village. <laughs> um... Right now, though, uh, he's wearing he's wearing what he's wearing. Uh, it's the exact same outfit as usual, except um, I think he's probably used some sort of magic to like make um, the accents a bit more sparkly or sheer. But other than that, it's the same outfit. This is your formal wear. It it literally is his formal wear. <laughs> he's he's got his. He, I, I think he's probably doing a little bit to his crown to make that look fancier. But um, I mean, he's he is typically dressed pretty fancy. Well. I think then we're. Ju- I'm just gonna drop you guys in uh, in character. Uh, you are all in the room. Um, I think by now, Chuji and Sanku, you guys are changed. Masami, however, yeah. I don't know if you've chosen the outfit, and you're still struggling between them. So, I, I leave you to it. How- what do you got? What's going on? Uh, Chuji's like kind of fiddling over themselves a little bit. Like they're dressed, but. They picked this outfit, but they're still very not used to wearing uh, non-pants. Yeah, it is relatively revealing, too. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty revealing. Um, so Chuji's just kind of, like, 
just messing with the skirt of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're definitely wearing flats. Oh, I know something that's different. Yeah? I think that Sanku knows enough about formal events to know that he should probably be wearing pants. Oh, he's not wearing shorts? <laughs> I, I think that it's the same type of thing that he usually wears, except it's Long pants. Okay. It's pants. <laughs> Masami has their arms crossed, their their uh, their brow is furrowed, like, they're still in, like, their regular gear, but it's just that their hair is all done up. Um, they're just like, I... Uh, I mean, this one's less heavy in certain areas. That one looks really nice, though. I mean, they both look really nice. I, I know. Uh, can you mix them? Yeah. Mi <laughs> maybe you can them. wear both at the same time, just kind of like layer them over. Okay, maybe not both of the. That would be pretty bulky. But like oh, pieces, pieces from both. Uh, you can like rip a little bit from there and rip a little from there and then, you know, put them together. Yeah. Uh, I. Uh, this is gonna be like a really formal thing. I don't know if I wanna like. Stray too much from tradition. Lolo pokes his head and says, Masami, whatever you do, go with what the heart says is right. What if really? a heart says both? <laughs> hmm. Perhaps you could request glamours to allow you to do both. What? Uh, glamours? Yes, enchantments and runes. I'm sure that the, the many servants of the Ruby Palace will have magic, which would allow you to switch between one or the other at a moment's notice. Well, oh, yeah. Fits, well, it fits my kitsune thing. <laughs> That'd be yeah, sick. Yes, it's very on brand. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna fly one down. Uh, <laughs> they, <laughs> they go out of their room and like peek out to see if they can like flag one of the <laughs> one of the servants. Yeah, there's like servants all over the place. They're all wearing like very fancy like red outfits. Uh, one notes you and kind of like strides over and he bows a little bit and says, "What can I do for you, Master uh, Takahara?" Hi, um, would you happen to have glamours? Yes, uh, uh, enchantment glamour, yes, we can do that. Uh, for what purpose exactly is it that you are looking for? Fashion dilemma, for the the, the, the dinner thing. Um, I see, I... thank you very much. As a uh, warning, you will be called down to dinner within the next ten minutes. Uh, okay, um, <laughs> it'll be fine, it'll be fine. <laughs> the room will be with you momentarily. Okay, thank you. And he, he turns and he power walks away. And like, he, he's like strutting. Like, you know, he's fucking going. As a dedicated NPC you've ever seen. <laughs> they they close the door and they're like, all right, so how much would how much can we... Is tipping them, like, rude? Or can I, like... Because that guy was cool. Um, Either way, we have ten minutes. I'm just gonna... Uh, uh, Literally two minutes, <laughs> like, two seconds later, there's a knock on the door and another person is, like, holding a cushion which has, like, a little, uh, like, string on it. And I uh, just <laughs> well, says... Keep this in your pocket and it'll, it'll do the job for you. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. You take it, she bows, and then closes the door. Okay. Holy shit, these guys are good. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, I'm just gonna quickly go on to this one, and then they choose the, uh, the, uh, the tr traditional male one, and then they, uh, glamour the, uh, the female one. Okay, cool. So now you can literally, you know, Final Fantasy XIV style, whoosh, whoosh, between them, like, at a glance. Fuck yeah. <laughs> the non-binary mood. Hmm. Um, regardless, you guys have a few minutes before uh, you'll have to head down to uh, the banquet hall. Well, does it feel good to have both? Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Should I make what? myself sparkly or is this enough? Be sparkly. Uh, I think that you're sparkly. 
Uh-huh. That should be a good amount of sparkle because this is a formal occasion. If you have too much sparkle, it'd be like you're at like a, a music festival or something. Well, I don't want to go to a music festival. <laughs> Sanku, if I may make some suggestions. Uh-huh. I believe if this is a formal event, we're going to need to up the ante beyond what is ne- necessary for your normal outfit. First uh-huh. off, I suggest perhaps some scale patterns on your cheeks. But I don't want to Secondly, put scales on cheeks. Some, some cap-like whiskers. Uh, you just want me to look like you. <laughs> and what's wrong with looking like me? Do I not give you the air of a, a mighty dragon? He says, looking up at you guys, this dumb little fucking lizard with stubby legs and a chunky head. <laughs> well, yeah, but you're, like, old. You are pretty old. And? Hey, I'm 18. Wh- why aren't you dressed up? I already look my best. That's wait, not true. I can, I, let's, let's, put, let's, let, let's put a little bow on you. Yeah, wait, no, get out of, like, I a little refuse. suit. There should be, like, a little suit in there. It has, like, everything, right? Come on. Let's get oh, a little suit. Oh, yes. Right. No. <laughs> yes, we're getting a suit for you, Lolo. Let me see if they have, like, a, a Howry that's about your size. <laughs> okay, you know what? I want all of you to roll. You have ten minutes. This is a downtime activity. I want <laughs> all of you to roll. Uh, we'll say Teevery to grab him and hold him still for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> you should have. <laughs> I feel I've made a mistake. Do you want this to be a blind roll? Shall we have everyone uh, see? You'll, you'll know whether you pass or not. It can be public. 25. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't have very good thievery. 13. Let me check what Lolo's reflex DC is. 34. <laughs> you spend the entire the entire 10 minutes <laughs> trying to grab him, but this little fucking man just will keeps <laughs> slithering away being like, No! Let go of me! Get away! <laughs> Until, like, I think the door knocks and a servant opens the door and says, Radiant winds, do-? And he stops and he looks and, like, Masami's on the bed, like, standing up trying to grab Lolo. Sanku is, like, waving his stick around like a bat. Chuji's <laughs> hopping all over the place. You all stop and slowly turn to look at the servant. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Don't mind us. I'm being assaulted. That's not true. <laughs> you are not being assaulted. We're trying um, to make him get into a suit. <laughs> well, mm, uh, the the ruby banquet is about to begin. If you all like to make your way down in your own time, you may do so. And they bow and close the door, uh, very quickly slipping back into a professional etiquette after briefly being stunned by what the fuck is going on in here. <laughs> well, look at that, Lolo. Now you don't have anything to wear for the banquet. I'm a fucking dragon. <laughs> You're a fucking disgrace, <laughs> is what you are. Suddenly, Lolo starts feeling self-conscious. <laughs> no! He wiggles into Sanku's bag. No! <laughs> says, I'll s- Wait, do they serve me food? Well, you're a member of this team, so I think so. His eyes light up. Just put the suit on me now! <laughs> oh my god. I should have led with that. <laughs> what, what do you put on him? What do you dress Lolo in? Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. There is a, a okay. Um, okay, can I googling formal Filipino wear? It is this shirt. Okay. Oh God, what is it? Uh, barong tagalog. Barong tagalog. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, a barong tagalog. Oh, tagalog. you know what? That is so cute. Mm-hmm. With flex. I really want one of these. You give him a little one of those, sure. And he looks <laughs> very dapper. And you know what? He looks smug. He looks like this was his idea now. <laughs> now. Now why now why do you look like that? <laughs> Food here I come. 
Oh How come you eat now? You're excited. <laughs> um, would you guys like to uh, make your way down to the banquet hall? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You all make your way into uh, the dining hall. <laughs> it is a large open space uh, with windows that overlook a beautiful arena. Um, the moon has actually just risen, and outside it is bathing the arena in moonlight. Meanwhile, inside, a little lantern shed a golden light over this mostly red dining room. And uh, there are dozens of uh, servants who are kind of running between tables. Um, as you're all looking around, you can see some familiar faces. Uh, you can see that uh, the arms of balance, like uh, you see Bavana Waragase in a beautiful, like, bright blue sari. Like, beside her, Bumat, for once, isn't shirtless, and he's wearing, like, a beautiful, uh, ornate kurta, which is, like, a formal shirt. Mm -hmm. Uh, then kind of glancing around elsewhere, you can see that the Speakers of the Wind are all wearing, like, very, very colorful robes and dresses and, like, uh, like, wraps. Like, with a lot of red, a lot of yellow, a lot of blue, you know. Uh, they're by far the most colorfully dressed in the room. Mm -hmm. Um, Biting Roses from Arcadia. Uh, they're all wearing as well uh, very traditional Arcadian outfits, mostly like in like white colors with like uh, dark deep purple uh, trims to them. Mm -hmm. um, the Winter's Roar group are mostly still wearing armor, but it's not like their battle armor. It's uh, very ceremonial uh, with letters and scale mail, um, but yeah. it's clearly stuff that has been made specifically for this occasion. Over with the uh, Steps of the Sun, they're all wearing gold. Very, like, intense gold kimonos. Really, like, showing off that sun team uh, very, very brightly. Mm -hmm. um, our friends, <laughs> I say in air quotes, from uh, the Lightkeepers, on the other hand, are all wearing very, like, dark clothes, you know? It's very formal, but, like, kind of got that sexy look, you know, where like, where you're wearing, like, mostly blacks. You know what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Tino's toughest. Zumi and Malako are both dressed up nicely. Gig and Tino are wearing the exact same shit as always. I'm obsessed oh. with them. Oh my. You can see Tino, uh, Malako, and Zumi are very politely waiting around, but Tino is like, Whoa, look at that! And Gig's like, Yeah! Making a lot of noise and like kind of being like fusses. Mm -hmm. And you guys all take a seat. And, uh, and you look up to the top of the room. And sitting on a set of thrones, Hao Jin wearing this beautiful, beautiful red uh, kimono and beside her is the most beautiful woman you have ever seen uh, your mom it's my mother <laughs> oh my god your mom's hot um, you can't actually make out what age she is uh, she is wearing a lot of makeup uh, it's Oshiroi makeup the same type that uh, Geisha wear with, like that kind of white powder all over her <laughs> um, she is wearing these brilliant blue robes um like extremely brilliant with like white trims and stripes um beautiful sandals she has like a fan with a lotus print on it but her hair my god it is very clear that she has probably had hours worth of work done to it um it is blacker than midnight and then it kind of like twists into these beautiful spirals around the sides of her head and uh then into a large tall bun up top and she has this crown of jewelry that kind of like 
brings it all together. And she has so many like little chains coming from like from the bottom of her hair, from her ears, from like different pieces of jewelry. And she is extremely elegant and extremely beautiful. And you all know that that is Empress Nai Yanfei, the monarch of Goka. Oh shit! Her lipstick is brighter than blood. Her eyebrows are done beautifully. She has like a lotus print very carefully painted onto her forehead. She is. Words don't do it justice unless that word is awuga. Hmm. <laughs> awuga. She's gorgeous. She is. She is gorgeous. How are you all doing? Chuji Chuji audibly whispers to the others. Damn. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. God damn. This is the part where I tell you. You don't need to. But if you can impress her today, <gasps> good things may happen for you. Okay. She has. She's not involved in the Ruby Phoenix tournament. You know what she is involved with? Mm. All of fucking Goka. She's its emperor. <laughs> if you can curry her favor, life will be easy for you. Okay. <laughs> I think uh, Hao Jin stands and uh, she kind of like raises a hand and kind of a silence falls over everyone. And she says, uh, Greetings, everyone. I welcome you all to the most delicious meal you will have in your life. Brought to us today by the kind generosity of Empress Nayan Fei. She kind of bows to her friend who kind of smiles and like, I think rolls her eyes a little bit nearly. Um, she turns and says, You have been you will be fed with the best culinarians in all of Tiansha. Throughout tonight, we hope that you will enjoy yourselves. Speak with those that you want to learn more of. Take part in the events which will happen over the night. And of course, enjoy the food. She kind of bows her head a little bit and sits. And uh, as this is happening, uh, several uh, more servants kind of come up to all the tables. And uh, one of the servants comes up to you and uh, bows and says, uh, Hello, everyone. Your appetizer choices are Jion, gyoza, some dumplings, and some yakitori. <laughs> Chuji leans over to the guy and is like, I'll take gyoza. An order of gyoza, of course, master. I'll second that. Two orders of gyoza? He turns to you expectantly. Then Senku says, oh, also me. Three orders of gyoza. Thank you. Kind of bows a little bit. And uh, he walks away. Uh, the gyoza comes out, and you all partake in it. It yes. is delicious. It's like, you guys... <laughs> You guys, they weren't kidding. This shit is good. Yeah, it's real good. Um, what did all of you? What did all of you order for your entrees? Do you think you got a uh, choice between beef chashu ramen, uh, okonami, mulnengyon, uh, donburi, uh, tantamen, lulu fan, and udon curry? Mm. Chuji's oh. having such a hard time. <laughs> I think Senku gets, um, I, I think he gets Mulnegnam. Okay. Uh, Masame, I think, is getting the Udon Curry. Okay. Shuji goes for, uh, Donbody. Okay. The meals are brought out, and you guys are eating, and again, it is absolutely delicious. And I think you get so absorbed into your meal that you don't see her coming. Oh, shit. You hear... <clears throat> hmm? Oh! And you look up, Hello. and holy shit, it's the Empress of Goka. Holy shit, Chuji's stuffing their face. 
<laughs> my <story. Like. laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Lolo looks up from a a big fucking bowl of udon, and he's like slurping. He's like, <laughs> and Lolo. I think uh, Nayanfei smiles and says, "Greetings, everyone. You are the fighting team named the Radiant Winds, correct?" Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a lovely name. Something very quickly just like cleans up a little bit. <laughs> They're having cur- uh, udon curry, and they just bow in their seat. I think she 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 raises hands. Says, Don't worry too much about the formalities. We're here together to share dinner today, aren't we? Do you mind if I take a seat? Not at oh, all. Not at all. Feel free. And the Empress of Goka fucking sits down across the wall. <laughs> Shit. Uh, and she kind of smiles and says, uh, So, Radiant Winds, tell me about your history. How did you all meet each other? Uh, uh well, you can tell the story, Masami. <laughs> well, uh, Chuji and I are actually from Goka, and oh. um, we actually met up with each other while we were out adventuring bonded mutually over fighting and our similar dispositions i would say yes um and we make a really good team that that is true (laughs) Mm -hmm. and what about you young man about three years ago i was 15 and i had just started to do um magic um i had just gotten my familiar need these sort of gestures to to lolo and, he was, and they saw me doing magic, and then I just decided to go on adventures with them. I see. And I think she's... You guys start having an actual proper conversation with her. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys can try to impress her if you'd like. You can sure. make, between the party, a total of six skill checks uh, to, to impress her. Stuff like doing some athletics to recount a match from the last few days, or a nature check to impress her with some knowledge of, like, uh, Bunmu's flora or stuff like that, you know? Now, who does what? That's up to you. But, like, try to weave it into conversation. Uh, Chuji could probably do athletics roll to talk about a fight. Um, should I make the roll first or do the conversation first? Uh, do the roll first and I'll inform how she responds. Okay. Chuji, um... This time with like a, a with a with a with a clean mouth without a bunch of food in their fucking gullet, um, they're like, uh, actually, have you been watching the match? Or no, I only got he- I only got here today, actually. <laughs> wow, you missed some pretty good stuff, haven't you? Well, I'm sure you'll tell me about it. Totally. Uh, actually, not even before we got into the palace, three teams who kind of like banded together to, you know, try and best us, came up against us, and we beat them almost immediately. A team of three teams? How many people must that have been? <laughs> Definitely over ten. My word. And there's only three of you? Four, including uh-huh. the young dragon there? And Lolo looks chuffed. <laughs> he doesn't really fight. He just kind of supplies magic. Um, Every part of a fight is critical. <laughs> yeah. Masami <laughs> <laughs> nods at that one. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, every part of the team is critical. <laughs> you. He looks so chill. Lolo looks more smug than he's ever been in his life. <laughs> Chuji crosses their arms. Uh, but they're like, uh, yeah, but I set like half of them on fire. No big deal. 
Really? How did you do that? Are you a sorcerer of some kind? No, I'm a monk, but oh I have my. these fist traps that I use that uh, if I hit real good, it's not very good news for the other person. Fascinating, I see. That is quite impressive, she says, <laughs> uh, honestly. I'm like, ooh, ooh, maybe we're doing good. Who's ooh. next? Who wants to whap her next? Come on. Let's fight. Oh, there's five more. Uh, can I do an Arcana check, but within the same vein as the Athletics check, but with their uh, spell strike stuff? Yeah, I actually think that's good. Yeah, okay. Make me an Arcana check. Okay. And as she's, uh, she turns to you and says, So, here we have a monk, and obviously some kind of spellcaster. I can't quite figure out your area of expertise. She looks at you, Amasami. What do you do? Well, that's honestly by design, as with, once they end that sentence, they glamour to the, uh, the other kimono. Oh, she looks delighted. Uh, and they they go, Magus, uh, Laughing Shadow Magus. I see. Yes, the, I would know all about the Laughing Shadow uh, School of Thought. I have a few friends in the Sixth Pillar Academy who have learned, who have studied it intensely. Do you now? How many of them? How how many of them know partial rogue things as well? I think that catches her attention. She's like, do tell. Well, um, my weaponry is a. I consider myself a bit of a weapon specialist. I wouldn't say weapons master all that much. Um, while I'm in laughing, while I am using my Megas powers in laughing shadow, I have a chokuto with me that more or less deals all of my strikes. I see. There's actually this one time where I took down three people with said strike. How did you manage to do that? Spell strike with chain lightning. They were all relatively low already, but the fight was getting a little dire. I think she looks generally impressed by that. Says, now that is a feat I would like to see. Be sure to try to repeat that little trick at the tournament itself, won't you? Oh, of course. I think it'll be permanent. I think it's a permanent uh, spell in my repertoire. <laughs> she looks pleased by that. Uh, who next? Saku, do you want to go next? Yeah, I'm ready. I think she kind of smiles at you and says, Well, Nell, I feel I'm very acquainted with uh, Master Chujin, uh, Master Masami. What are you, Master uh, Saku? What is your... You? The others said that they're from Goka. Would you be from my realm as well? Um, I'm not from inside of Goka. I'm not from far off. Um, I'm from the islands that are around it. I see. Um, I grew up in a fishing village, actually, which is a uh, more rural setting, I think, um, to what I've seen in Goka. Um, I actually don't usually eat like this. I usually eat with my hands. My family and I would, uh, you put food out on, like, banana leaves and you eat together like that. Even with fish? Yeah, it's easy. I see. No, that's not something we would ever have done ourselves, but I have heard many tales of how especially Minatan cultures do it, so I suppose that does make sense. And I think she looks very uh, impressed by, like, this, you know, this sharing of knowledge. She seems to have appreciated it. <laughs> she kind of leans back, and you can see that so far, the conversation seems to be going very, very well. I think if you keep this up, you'll be in a good position, you know? You just have to keep doing what you're doing and keep impressing her. Who wants to go again next? Uh, Chuji's gonna talk about their belt. Okay. Sure. They're talismans. I think conversation probably heads back to the fights. I think she's asking more questions about them. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think at some point, Lady Nyanfei is kind of 
eyes drift to your belt, Juji. Because even from where she's sitting, she can see it and she's... You can see, like, a look of confusion pass over her briefly. Mm. She doesn't say anything, but she's definitely, like, a little judging you. <laughs> Chiyoji's like, oh, <laughs> um, yeah, they don't really go with the outfit, do they? But I just, I like having them around. Um, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what are they? Oh, well, these are actually my talismans. I'm a talisman dabbler monk. I see. And can you tell me about them? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, and Chuji actually kind of, like, not unties their, uh, the rope around their, um, waist, but kind of loosens it so they can, like, pull it up a little bit more. Um, and they quite literally explain, like, all of the ones on their belt. Um, and they're like, usually I get them from fights. Uh, if I can, um, see something I like from an opponent, I can just take it. And, of course, I have to craft it later, but these are some of my favorites that I always carry. Uh, and they... They point to, uh, and she's like, well, this one's hair from a naga, uh, mm. and that one gives me one of my spells, and this one is actually a mummy wrap from another team here. <laughs> um, oh. it lets me kind of turn into sand at will. Oh my. Yeah. Oh, but this one's my favorite, and they point to their Fulu scroll, uh, and they're like, this one was the first one I ever got. What is it? Uh, well, it was the scroll of my father, uh... And I took it from him. And so it's mine now. She blinks. I think almost like she isn't quite following. Oh. <laughs> I'm a Domphir. Oh. And your father would be a Jiangxi? Yep. And I think she catches your mate. She looks as you're saying that you defeated oh, yeah. your father in combat and took the scroll from him? Well, yeah, I didn't really ask him for it nicely. <laughs> Is your father still with us? She kind of raises an eyebrow, uh, smiling a little bit. No. <laughs> I think she she nods a little bit. Uh, almost appreciative of that story. Do you want to roll me a cultism real fast? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think she smiles. I think she, she looks impressed. Um, like, genuinely, I think she is quite amused by, by your story. But also, like, to slay a Jiangxi, your father, apparently... Yeah. Juji killed their Jiangxi dad, took their his Fulu scroll, and was like, well, now I'm just going to start collecting these. I think <laughs> that, like, that sheds a light on, uh, the, like, on all of this a little more, and she is very impressed. <laughs> you can tell conversation is slowly nearing an end, so if you have anything you want to, like, impress her with, you gotta. Well, she seemed pretty impressed with the, uh, the rogue, um, archetype that Masami has, so I think they're just gonna go off of that a little bit. Because mm -hmm. they, they talked about their Chokuto and their spell tracks, they didn't really talk about their um, their rogue stuff, or how they how they mastered their rogue uh, abilities. Okay, so do you want to hit her with that while... Like, she's just fresh off the tail of talking about how Chuji got so good, so I think that's an easy way to hop in and like, well, you know, this is how I trained. Mm -hmm. I think I think uh, as Chuji's finishing, they, they kind of uh, chuckle to themselves and go, I guess we both kind of had something. I guess we both kind of learned something from our dads, though, on completely different opposite ends of the spectrum. Oh, yes. She looks at you, uh, excited to hear another little tale. <laughs> well, I talked about my Magus abilities, but not exactly my rogue abilities. I see. Well, I'm sure you're going to tell me now. My father didn't exactly train me um, in rogue abilities, considering he's more of a monk type. But 
through his rigorous training, I uh, was able to master it myself. Twin uh, twin comma blades. I uh, mostly go for twin feints. I see. And how do you use that in combat? How how does this uh, aid and affect you? I'm sure you wouldn't just do it if it were a flashy trick. No. <laughs> you would be correct. Well, um, I, if I were fighting alone, or if the other two were preoccupied, I would use my twin comma to faint an opponent, make them lose their balance in a way for me to completely discard them and drop them and strike them with a spell strike. I think she is smart. Well, those are all techniques I'm very familiar with. Do you see the man in yellow? And I think you kind of glance into, like, the shadows. And not too far from you. You did not notice them until now. There's, like, some men wearing, like, really ornate yellow uh, outfits. Serious-looking faces. Um robes that kind of like stop just above the ankle and then a short sword which is like split down the middle and she gestures to them and says do you see those men those are my butterfly blades my personal bodyguards all of whom are very adept in the exact same fighting styles you just mentioned i see i do wonder if you'd be able to keep up with them in a fight she kind of smiles <laughs> well, if they're your personal bodyguards, I would probably have a challenge on me, but I would like to try. In uh, in fair combat, not in an I'm actually going to attack them kind of way. Masami, all combat is fair. I think she kind of like smiles coyly at that. Do you want to make me an acrobatics check? Yeah. Holy shit, that's a high roll. I, she really liked you there. <laughs> Lastly, I think she turns to you, Sanko, and says, And you, boy. You're, I've heard now extensively about how your companions fight, but not so much about you. Does it have something to do with the young dragon you have? And again, when she calls him young, Lolo looks even more chuffed. God. Yeah, um, he's my familiar, um, because I'm a witch, but he's also my patron. Okay. What, what skill are you going to be doing with this? Dragon lore. Dragon, dragon lore, thank you very much. Okay, fascinating, sure. Uh, well, put give her this little conversation. Tell her about how you and Lolo met. Mm-hmm. Well, um, one day when I was I was still really young, um, so I I live in a like a fishing village, so I live very very close to the sea, um, which is good because I'm an undine. Um, and um, I picked up the shell one day, and it was a pet, <laughs> and it was um. A shell that gave me Lolo. Or maybe Lolo gave it to me? I think he kind of crawls out on your shoulders. That shell was one that I buried. Oh my goodness, you can talk. Yes, I can talk quite well, even. That <laughs> shell was one that I had buried in the sand millennia ago, knowing that one day I would be reawoken from my thousand year slumber by my rightful heir. For you see, aeons ago, the celestial dragon. The celestial dragon? The yes, that celestial dragon! The big one with the powers who flies over the night sky of Tian Sha. I was a ruler of a chain of islands of what would one day become Minata. And then the celestial dragon and I had an argument over who was mightier, the sea or the sky. He cheated and had me turned into this minuscule form. And I was locked away for thousands of years, but not before I left the shell. 
knowing that one day, uh, one of the many children who I had helped raise, their children's children's children would raise a, a hero who would be willing to, to be taken on and become my witch prince of the sea. And so Senku started his epic quest in order to become a mighty witch. And one day he shall restore me to my rightful form. Ah, but you're so cute like that. Hush now, we're impressing the Empress of Goka. (laughs) (laughs) Um. She's very impressed by that. (laughs) Do you want to roll me Dragon Lore to see how... How... If letting Lolo talk was... Holy shit, not 20. I'm flexing. Can you see it? Can you see my giant muscles? <laughs> letting yeah. Lolo talk was the right choice, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> she claps a little bit, I think. Like, generally entertained. And Lolo's ego grows in size to be as large as his original form. Oh, good lord. Oh my god. We are... We're gonna be regretting that one. <sighs> I, think, I think they're all aware. <laughs> uh, I think she smiles and says, Well, I have to say I'm very impressed. All three of you have spoken very well. I look forward to seeing you during the rest of the evening. And um, I think she stands up and says, I'll go speak to some of the other teams now, but thank you very much for giving me an extremely entertaining few minutes of your time. Of course. Anytime. Anytime. The Empress bows and leads you to it. As soon as she's not looking, Senku goes, <laughs> I think Masami slumps in their chair. Lolo stands up on his little hind leg and he says, oh, no. I've still got it. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> the old right. Lolo charm. Perhaps the one day when Lolo. I get my okay. old body back, I'll be able to raise even more progenitors. Okay. But I'll be your favorite, though. Oh, no one would ever replace you, Senku. <laughs> Senku's a bit more sparkly. Oh. How are you guys doing? Uh, well, I'm great. Senku is... I think his heart's pounding out of his chest. Yeah, Shuji too. I think... <laughs> Masami is just very, very politely eating and not thinking about it. <laughs> I think, uh, from a little while away, you see... Tino waving and grinning like, yeah, well done, guys! <laughs> Senku gives a weak thumbs up and he's smiling. <laughs> this con- Your dinner continues for a while, but eventually the plates are cleared. You've all managed to have a lovely time. And just as all the tables are being cleared, Haojin kind of stands up and she says, uh, Everyone, I wish to advise you that the night shall now be marked by several more activities. And the entertainment of said events will be, of course, the eight finalists, or at least any of you who volunteer to take part in these matches. Masami uh, blinks. Matches? And she smiles coyly, because I think everyone has a similar reaction. Some of them more nervous, some of them very like, oh, fuck, yes. <laughs> yeah. Chuji's excited. And she says, if you're all ready, and she raises a hand, and uh, the room around you starts to shift. Like, Doctor Strange style, furniture starts to move, walls start to fall away and expand and be replaced, flipping around. The whole room is reassembled with, the, mm-hmm. with just a flick of her hand. And you all find yourselves now sitting, not at tables, but at in seats of a 
magnificent arena. Uh, stone statues of dragons kind of like curl up uh, from the, like from the backs of behind you all, um, and there are like red ruby um, tents which uh, cover the seats that you're all in, like kind of in patches. The arena itself is this like large circular area, and in the middle is a giant uh, stone platform, uh, which is kind of like standing up from the middle of a pool of water. There are two walkways that lead up to that stone platform, and uh, there's a doorway which could allow people to enter. Hao Jin and uh, Nayan Fei kind of sit on twin thrones at the head of the arena, and Hao Jin uh, speaks in a booming voice, and she says, And now, everyone, we shall see your strength in person. We have several exhibition matches ready. Three matches. We ask for volunteers for each of them. The first match will be against uh, some of the finest fighters in Tiansha. Who shall uh, stand up and put yourselves into the ring? So, you guys have a choice now. Mm -hmm. The more fights you do, the more you can impress everyone. However, you'll also be doing fights. Yeah. You can either sit down, watch, figure out more about the other teams, or take part yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. Chuji looks like they're going to hop out of their seat at any second. <laughs> Lolo says, Master uh, Chuji, remember, perhaps we should choose our fights wisely. Ah, oh, fine. What do you guys think? The thing is, going first is almost always a disadvantage. That's true. Fuck. Think about it like this. We would be showcasing some of our moves, and those moves would definitely be notated by the rest of the teams. Regardless of what we do, that that is going to happen. But at the same time, if we want to keep fighting, we're gonna be at a disadvantage as like the more we go. Mm-hmm. I would wait to see if there are any other teams that want to volunteer for this, especially if those teams are ones that we haven't fought yet. Because you have to realize we haven't fought most of these teams either. That's true. Can can we fight at least once? We can fight once. I will promise you we will fight once. Oh yeah. Yes. I I do want to I do want to step in. But at the same time, we shouldn't wait we shouldn't jump the gun, but we also shouldn't wait too long. <laughs> we could go second. I'd like that. Could Jerry? Mm-hmm. Are they still all in their fancy clothes? Oh yes. Fuck yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh so you guys aren't going ahead with this first fight? Yeah. Okay. I think Senku's. I think Senku's like. I wish I was wearing shorts right now. <laughs> um, I think another team puts up their hand, and striding onto the arena are Tree Azamar. Oh shit! Jun Xiao, the beautiful musician, Halspin the Stone, the beast trainer, and Liang Shen, the the captain and the battle dancer, step onto the arena, bowing towards uh, Hao Jin. Liang Shen says. Lady Hao Jin, Steps of the Sun accepts your challenge. And uh, I think Hao Jin kind of nods and smiles and says, And so, Steps of the Sun, you will all be faced against some of the greatest fighters of Goku. They step up onto the uh, walkway that like leads into that stone platform, and uh, Halsman the Sun whistles, and there's a car, and like flying from above comes uh, this the Celestial Rock, uh, which... You believe his name is Sway, 
Chuji, uh, from your brief encounter with Steps of the Sun. Yeah. Um, Chuji's watching so close. Hao Jin uh, calls, One year ago, a terrible beast unleashed herself onto the fields of Goka. An oni by the name of Zakora took battle against the innocents around Goka. Zakora was no match for the most expert team available to take her down. The Butterfly Blades, the personal bodyguard of Empress Nayanfei. Rather than kill her, however, Zakora swore her fealty to Goka and to me. And so, I present to you all today two of the finest Butterfly Blades under the Empress's command and the head enforcer of the Ruby Phoenix Tournament, Lady Zakora. And stepping out into the light come two of those uh, yellow-clad uh, rogues, Masami. The ones that uh, the Empress had been talking about, her bodyguards. Now I think Masami's a little regretting it. They're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> God damn and it. And a massive fucking Oni. Like, do you remember day one where you saw an Oni on the beach and I was like, holy shit, she is huge? Yeah. He's, that's her. Oh. And she is gorgeous. She's about 14 feet tall, ripped, and, like, like she's got big proportions. She is, like, shirtless, but she's got, like, a kind of gold wraps around her chest. And she has uh, the classic massive maul in one hand, flames in her other hand, and huge spiky horns. The two butterfly blades beside her kind of silently, like, take their short swords and then split them into two, like, daggers, basically. Like, clean down the middle into, like, uh, ha- a sword in both hands. Zakora points across the platform at uh, Shen, uh, Junxiao, and Halston, and she says, Steps of the sun, I regret to inform you that you will not be winning this match. And uh, I think Shen just kind of rolls his eyes a little bit and says, Begin the music. And so, initiative is rolled. First in the order goes uh, Zakora, who flies towards them. And I mean, literally flies. She, like, jumps off her feet and soars through the air, uh, holding her, like, baton, like, her club in one hand, and, like, coming down, slamming at the ground by the battle dancers. Uh, Shen and uh, Houseman Book kind of spin out of the way, and uh, Jun Xiao just takes a step back, and she starts, like, kind of singing. Um... And as she sings, Halsman the Stung kind of, like, comes in as well and starts to whistle. Um, and this beautiful music starts to play through the field, uh, empowered by bardic magic. Uh, Sway, the uh, Azamar, uh, the Celestial Rock, begins to beat his massive wings uh, in time to the music. All three of them singing, whistling, and beating, kind of making this incredible melody. And Shen spins forward, pulling out a massive fan which he kind of flicks, and uh, it turns into a sword in his hand. Uh, he darts up to Zakora and, like, slashes at her, uh, and then kind of, like, almost pirouettes to be on the other side of her, where he slashes again. Um, she roars and brings her club down, smashing into the platform as he leaps out of the way. Uh, and as he's, like, kind of dueling against her, the two uh, butterfly blade warriors start dashing, like, heads bowed low uh, as... You know, kind of Naruto running across the field, uh, jumping past him and Zakora in the middle of the platform and going towards the two uh, singers at the back. Uh, Jun Xiao, uh, she kind of sings a little louder and her voice actually voc- like comes together into this sound blast, 
which he unleashes at one of the uh, butterfly blades. Uh, Halston kind of like ducks out of the way of the other butterfly blade, who keeps advancing on him. It's kind of like this pushing offense. They keep going harder and harder against uh, the steps of the sun, pushing back, 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 until they've pushed back too far. And with a flap of wings, Sway grabs at them both and flies away with them, going high up into the air and then dropping them. And they both kind of land on their feet, only to see Sway dive bombing at them and like just attacking them with full might and fury. Eyes glow with holy light as Jun Seo continues to sing and Halfman the Song continues to whistle for Sway. Uh, Zakora and Shen duel it out. And uh, as Zakora is kind of like doing these huge swings, Shen is kind of like darting back and forth, uh, almost like he's dancing in time to her fight. And he looks unimpressed. He kind of exhales after a minute and says, You're projecting all of your attacks. I can tell when you're about to try hit me before you even think about doing it. And I think Zakora grunts and says, Quiet, Azamar! You know nothing of combat! And she makes a swing. He splits into the air, lands on the club, and does a quadruple backflip. And as he is kind of landing, his sword, his uh, fan catches like this holy fire and slashes into her. And she lets out a roar of agony. <gasps> oh no, she's an Oni. They're not good with fire, apparently. Yeah, fire and acid. She's not good with those. She stumbles back, uh, obviously wounded, as uh, Jun Xiao and Halfsman the Stung now advance, dashing past them just as the uh, Butterfly Blades had earlier to help finish off the two of them, who are KO, but after a few moments of exchanging blows. But really, the spectacle itself is Zakora and Shen, as Zakora continues trying to hit, but not once is the top enforcer able to land a solid hit on Shen. He keeps weaving around her, around her, around her, before she finally exhales and gasps, and Shen does a flip, turns the sword back into a fan, and slices at her. She stumbles for a second, and then she falls to the floor. K.O. Shen, without a word, flicks his fan away and bows to the ruby phoenix. Junxiao and Halspin kind of celebrate and Sway lets out a call, but uh, Shen just kind of like, without a word, just is going back to the seats. Holy fucking shit. How are you guys reacting to that fight? God damn. Not bad. Honestly, not bad. Yeah, they did pretty good. Jeez. Fights well for having a stick up its ass. <laughs> uh, so that was the leader you were talking about, the one that scored off uh... the Bioni. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Uh, I think as the, the kind of like the like everyone's chatter is kind of dying down, uh, Hao Jin steps up again and says, "Now our second event." And uh, she kind of like raises a hand, and the quadrants of the courtyard here they start to magically transform. And y'all, holy shit! Senku is impressed by that in particular. I think I think the fight is he watches a lot of fights because Tuji likes to fight. Um, I, I think the magic. I think that's what gets him. Well, this is going to get you even more because the Northwest Quadrant transforms into a towering spire of earth. The Northeast Quadrant collapses into a pool of lava. The Southwest Quadrant is consumed by a thick layer of ice. And the Southeast Quadrant sinks into a pit of quicksand. And she, uh, Hao Jin stands and says, Now, I challenge you. Two teams must cross the transformed quadrants. One team member per quadrant. The first team to have each team member cross their quadrant wins. If both teams fail to cross all four quadrants, the team that completed the most quadrants wins. 
We have to do this one. Definitely. Uh, I mean, okay. I think you guys are getting up. And uh, the arms of balance are about to get up. And then they see you getting up. And <laughs> Bovana puts a hand up. And she gestures for the others to wait. <laughs> we got watchers. She kind of sits down. And the others, like, I think most of them sit down uh, like as soon as she motions for them to wait. Raunak the Venera. Mm. He looks cranky. He tries to argue. <laughs> he's like, no. It's an elemental to... tank. Come on, guys. But she... <laughs> Just gestures to wait. Speaker Aiwari of the, the Speakers to the Wind, who like kind of clears the throat and says, Lady Hao Jin, I nominate four of my students. Akila Stormhield, Nala the Reed, Ovak, and Netir. And uh, the ones who have been nominated kind of uh, excitedly step forward. And uh, Hao Jin looks at you guys and says, And your fourth member? <laughs> hey, Lolo. Hmm? He looks at you <laughs> a little stunned. Get over here, teammate. Yeah, you count as four. You can yeah. fly! I trust this won't end poorly for me. <laughs> Haujin says, Teams, choose your quadrants. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna write... I choose mate spritship. <laughs> no. Oh my. <laughs> okay, so, uh, to remind you, the northwest quadrant is a towering spire of Ert. Mm-hmm. The southwest quadrant is a tick layer of ice. Mm-hmm. The northeast quadrant is a pool of lava. Uh, the southeast quadrant is a pit of quicksand. Which of you guys are going to take which? I'd say Chuji's probably goes for quicksand because they're really good with um, hard terrain. Oh, so true. Misami? Uh, Misami wants to go with a little flare, so they're going to go with the lava. Uh, I can go with the spire of earth. Uh, I've, got, I've, got a, I've got a broom. It won't be tiring. <laughs> okay. And Lolo. Oh, he says as he's relegated to the ice. <laughs> Lolo, it's just cold water. Uh, so each of you is in the corner of your quadrant. The goal is to get to the center of the the thing, and the first team to have someone in the center of each gets to win. Uh, so, Sanku, coming up to you is Akila Stormheel, the halfling with the leopard mask. Hi. Um, she kind of waves. Says, Hi. Hey, you I'm... ready to do this? I hate to tell you, but I'm pretty good at climbing. Wow. Good luck. Uh. Coming up to uh, you, uh, Masami, is Nala the Reed, the Gripply, uh, and she's kind of, hop- uh, kind of hopping up and down on the spot, saying, This is going to be a new one for me. I've, not- I've never really done lava before, but hey, new experiences for everything, right? <laughs> Same here. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> Netir kind of comes up to you, Chuji, and he kind of bows a little bit and says, Quicksand, is that something you've dealt with before? All the fucking time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Ovark makes his way over to Lolo and he's just Oh my god, you're a little dragon, this is so cool! And he's like Yes, young boy, I, I am a dragon. Oh my. Uh, oh it's cold. Uh the Ruby Phoenix holds up a hand and says, Now, adventurous, let this challenge begin. And uh she, she kind of drops a hand out and the Phoenix challenge starts. I want everyone to roll initiative. Dice will roll will return after these messages. Want your voice to be heard across Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and hundreds of other podcast apps? Then you should start a podcast with Acast. Whatever you love to talk about, there's an audience out there who wants to hear it. 
Acast amplifies your voice to millions of listeners around the world with all the tools you need to create, grow, and make money from your podcast. You can get started completely free at Acast.com. We now return to Dice Will Roll. All right. Start that encounter. Right. 33. Dang, oh my bitch. God. I rolled a nat 20. Oh shit. That's two nat 20s today, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Guys, I think I'm kind of cool. What okay. did I roll? I can't see it. You got a 40 trace, Chuji. Damn. Which is also a nat 20. Oh. oh. What the fuck? Oh. Hey. <laughs> wow, you guys are raring you. to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they all rolled really high, too. Damn. Except for sweet Nala. <laughs> rolling that one, unfortunately. Oh, no. Damn. Uh, so, top of the order. She, Chuji, you got a nat 20. And you are standing in the quadrant of quicksand. So crossing the pit is a delicate process. To get through this, uh, you're going to need to succeed at a DC 37 acrobatics check to balance across the tick parts of the pit that can support your weight. If you fail, you're going to need to swim the rest of the way, which is doable, but it's going to be tick, you know? Um, it is a 50-foot pool. <laughs> so instead of that, dairy, um, Chuji's going to cast sand form. What? They can literally turn into sand, and it has a fly speed. <sighs> <laughs> All right. They literally spin into, like, a sandy little tornado and fly to the <laughs> Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. I don't... <laughs> Is that fair? Yes, it's a spell that I know Chuji has. Mm. They have the mummy wrap. I know, I know. Fine. <laughs> I mean, hey, if, if Senku can go on a, on a broom, I don't... then I can I can gaseous form. Sure. I, you... I agree with this. I agree with this. Sure, you cast yeah. gaseous form. And you have a fly speed. <laughs> son of a gun. I go as far uh, as I can towards the middle. Uh, so that's two actions. And what is your speed? Oh, okay, damn it. I only get a, sp- uh, a speed of 10 feet. Mm, maybe this isn't a good idea. Well, it means you don't have to roll any checks. That's and true. And you would get 20 feet ahead out of 50. And the next turn I could do 30, right? Yes, that's right. But you have to make sure that Nessir doesn't get there first. A cloud of dust explodes from around you, and you start dashing that way. And you hear Nessir go, ah! Uh, almost taken aback by this. Um, you are 20 feet out of 30 there. So, uh, you're doing good. <laughs> but let's see if you can make it the whole way there. Sanku, it is your turn now. Um, you stand at the base of a uh, spire to heaven. Uh, it is a rocky spire that rises 50 feet into the air. Um, to climb it, you'll need to make athletics checks. But what if I flew, though? Snake. What if I flew directly up, though? What if I did that, though? Like, what if I did, like, started doing that? Describe this for me. How? What? What happens? Uh, I think that uh, Sanku sort of twirls their uh, their staff um, and sits and sits on it. Um, you know, the saddle style that he's been doing. And I think that he goes, "Ah, uh, well, good luck." And he starts. He shoots straight up into the air. Okay. And uh, you get to fly. Oh my god! Wait. Twenty-five feet. Yeah, but when you when it's a mount, you can give it one action command to do two mo- actions, only to move your speed. Fifty feet. <laughs> Sanku, 
you smile, sit on the staff, and just dash up, and you are on top of the thing immediately. I think that um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm retroactively making the decision that when uh, he flies, there's a trail of bubbles. Thank you. Okay. She looks up at the stream of bubbles. What? And you, it's there. <laughs> he shouts you, down. You get to the top, and a crackle of fireworks goes off, and uh, this the spot, like the whole quadrant turns light turquoise. And uh, Hao Jin says, Sanku, which prince of the sea has reached his destination? Hmm. <laughs> you can hear you can hear his giggling. Masami, I think, looks over from their quadrant like, wait, what? Uh, Akila Stormheel lo- looks up at you and like she had her mask in her hand. She looked like she was going to do something cool. There was going to be some cool mechanics here, like climbing up the tower and boulders would fall every round and someone would get knocked down and she could turn into a panther so she could like, climb up real good. She's just looking up, completely stunned. Uh, that is the end of her turn, I'm afraid. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and I think Netir looks and says, Well, if we're going to do it this way, then I'm afraid I've already won. Huh? And Netir oh. spins his hands a little bit. Uh-oh. And a door opens up beneath him. No way. And he that- eventually goes across. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? <laughs> oh my god. And he stands at the edge of the quicksand, <laughs> and he bows. You bitch! And fireworks go off, and Haojin says, And Netir has reached his destination! Should you kind of get there, you know, turn back into your dampier form. And he smiles sheepishly and says, I, I guess you did magic as well. You piece of shit. I'm very sorry. Oh, I'm sure to, you are. I have to impress my lecturer, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Teacher's pet. <laughs> he looks embarrassed. Off in the ice quadrant, it is Ovark's turn. This large pool of ice is particularly thin in certain areas. A character can attempt to cross the width of the pool, which is about 50 feet. Attempts to move across without uh, checking the thickness of the ice is a dangerous prospect. Without inspecting the ice, there is a 50% chance that a given square is thin ice and the character will fall true. I don't think Ovark is necessarily paying attention to that. I think he is excited, he's ready to go, and he's just going to rush past. So he's going to use all three of his actions to run. Ten squares he has to pass through. First square. He passes through it. Second square. He passes through it. He's running. That's ten feet into the fifty feet. Fuck. Fifteen feet in. He's running and... He falls into the water with a splash as it breaks. And uh, he goes... ah. That's, he's As he falls in... He immediately takes 48 cold damage and becomes drained one. So that's 15 damage and he is drained. Sharpscale, uh, the, his dragon familiar, kind of like uh, flaps his wings and goes, and over. Yeah, I know. One second. That was his first action and he fell in. Uh, his second action, he pulls himself out and he continues to run. 20 feet in. 30 feet in. 40 feet in. He falls in the ice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he was literally just about to get to the end too. That's 14 more damage and he is drained too. Uh, And you can see him splashing around in the ice all anxious like. Uh, Next in the order is actually Lolo. And uh, he looks and he's like, ha ha, that'll show you, my friend. Always look before you leap. And I think Lolo makes a perception check and he rolls a 38 which is a success he kind of like sees the 
thin parts of the ice is like, hmm, hmm, hmm. And he's going to just run as fast as he can over each of these. So now I'm going to, instead of 50% chance, he has a 10% chance. So I'm going to roll a d10. And if I get a, a 1, then he is going to fall into the ice. You are scary. First roll, <laughs> first uh, step. That's a 5. He's 10 feet in. That's a 7. He's 20 feet in. That's a 3. He's 20 feet in. That's a 2. He's 40 feet in. And that's a four. He's 50 feet in. He gets to the top and he does a little dance. And he says, yes, I've still got it. <laughs> he still got it. Fireworks go off and the whole quadrant turns white. And uh, Hao Jin says, Lolo Sadagat has reached his destination. And uh, now, Masami, it is your turn. Uh, you are at a lava pool. They Large are. stepping stones float across the surface of the lava pool. The flowing lava causes these stepping stones to sink and bob constantly, making it difficult to keep track of them. To cross the pool, you must seek and then uh, you must roll perception to seek and then make a athletics check to leap to the next stone ten feet away. Uh, every round at the beginning of your turn, you will take forty-six fire damage if you can make me a fortitude save. So, Derry, I also have time jump. Excellent. Okay. Well, Masami, first off, maybe not fortitude save. Let's see if you can withstand the heat. Oh, that's a 29. <laughs> Unfortunately, Masami, that's going to be 46 fire damage. And you are enfeebled one. This is really fucking hot. So you take 12 damage and uh, you become enfeebled. You have time jump. So in one action, you can leap twice, right? Yep. Okay. Well, make me that athletics check to leap. 35. Time slows down around you and you leap forward. Do it again. 1733. That'll do it again. Okay, Masami, you hop, hop. Um... You are now 20 feet in, and you have one action left. 30 feet to go across this molten pool of magma. Uh, they're just gonna take another leap. Okay, make me another red legs check. 30? Masami, you don't- that won't do it. You're very close, but I think you stop yourself at the last second because you realize that that rock is going to fumble and drop you into the magma, which is not something you want to do. Alright. So, you're 20 feet in. Uh, it is now Nala the Reed's turn. Ha oh, jeez! And that's a 27. That's not going to do it. She's going to take 46 fire damage and become enfeebled. But 17 fire damage. And she's kind of... She's going to take an action to jump. Uh, 26 won't do it. She jumps to an adjacent stone instead of a head. She inhales, exhales, and she tries to jump again. 22 does it even less. Uh, she is... Actually, she doesn't even jump to another stone here. She's just kind of like waiting, watching, clearly a little panicked. And then lastly, at 37, that'll do it. She hops forward one step. So she's 10 feet in, you're 20 feet in, Masami. Masami, by now, everyone else has uh, already gotten there, so it's on you again. Uh, make me another fortitude save. 34. Uh, yeah, okay, that'll be fine. You're only going to take half damage, and you are not uh, you are not enfeebled again. That's 10 damage. All right. 30 feet away from the finish line. What do you do, Masami? Uh, they are going to Arcane Cascade. Okay. Go I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> Alright. Okay, and this would be... Uh, you're unarmed right now, right? Uh, yes. Okay, so this is a bludgeoning arcane cascade. Uh, you've got the gravity effect kind of around you, which is I take making the lava around a rock you're on ripple. What do you do? Uh, they're going to take another leap. Okay. Uh, that's a 41. 
Holy shit! Yeah, you leap easy. Okay, twenty feet left, thirty feet gone. You got you got one action left, right? Yeah, uh, they're gonna <laughs> flare with the last ten feet. Uh, they're going to use dimensional assault. They're th- they uh, quick draw a um, a shuriken and dimensional assault. Okay, okay. Onto the top, ta- <laughs> onto like the other side. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, Masami. You kind of wink at Nala, and you dash forward and appear out just on the other side, skipping past all the lava. And I think the lava, like, it kind of ripples like water out of the way as you do it. And you stand on the platform, and Nala lets her, ha! And Haujin says, Masami Takahara has reached their destination. And fireworks go off, the quadrant turns red, and uh, she, those quadrants that were glowing, uh, three of them turn golden and one of them turns green three members of the radiant winds have reached the end therefore the radiant winds are the winners and fireworks go off with all three of your faces in it (laughs) (laughs) okay that's a bit much (laughs) the students all look a little sad they lost uh ovark is very chilly and uh netier looks sheepish and he's not looking at you chuji because he knows you're mad (laughs) i think uh as they're all kind of, like, reconvening. Akila says, I really was more expecting a, st- a test of strength, but I suppose I shouldn't be surprised. And uh, Ovark shivers and says, Yeah, I-, I guess you guys got lucky. <laughs> hmm. Well, then, I mean, the best advice I have ever gotten was it in fights, it's not always about strength. You always have to be a little cunning as well. I think all of them kind of mumble to each other, like, huh, yeah, I guess. And uh, Speaker Ayawari, their teacher, comes up and says, and I must thank you all for teaching my students a valuable lesson. The way, the best way to win is the way that uses all of your skills, not just the ones that you think are most suitable for the situation. I knew that you were all uh, tough stuff. He kind of like smiles at you all. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they bow a little bit and they uh, go their ways. And you guys can talk to each other for a second as you're regrabbing your seats. I felt so bad. I flew up so fast. <laughs> are you all right, Chuji? You seem sour. I'm sure there'll be other ways, other other uh, events that we can win, right? Uh, whatever, I don't need a consolation. Uh, you guys make your way back to your seat. And as you're going, I think uh, you you catch the eyes of the Arms of Balance. And uh, Bavana nods at you all, kind of like, hmm. Yeah, I knew you guys were good. <laughs> um, Haujin stands and says, Our next challenge will be against a powerful beast. And she raises her hand, and she dispels the ruby challenge, but then the ground kind of cracks, and fissures with, like, magma starts to spew kind of around the arena, and she says, Who will volunteer to take on such a creature? You want to do it, Chuji? Yes. Okay, Chuji stands up. Uh, Alright. You'll be alright, Masami. You guys uh, immediately stand up. I think uh, Haojin uh, raises a hand and says, And returning to the field are the radiant winds. And uh, I think Nayan Fei actually looks kind of impressed by this. She do- I don't think uh, she was expecting you guys to stand up after just having gone through a victory already. And I think that has uh, definitely earned her attention. You kind of look around at the rest of the um, teams as they watch you. Uh, some of them cheer, like Tino. Uh, you actually see uh, the lightkeepers are discussing quietly and giving you guys a strange look. You're not really sure what that's about. Mm-hmm. Fighters! On my travels, true Galarian, I have encountered many creatures, 
both of extreme good and extreme evil, but none have caught my attention so much as the one I present to you today. I give you Iagara, the ancient underworld dragon. And as she raises a hand, something happens that I think catches all of your attention immediately. She casts a spell, but it's a spell that you recognize. Mm-hmm. A hole opens in reality. Oh my god, it was her. With an orange uh, kind of spark of electricity circling around the edge. Uh. And emerging from this very familiar portal comes a creature. <laughs> Long and serpenty, with fur around its neck, sharp fangs, Long whiskers and black scales and glowing red eyes comes an imperial dragon, an underworld dragon, with the power of fire at its side. Yagara shakes his head a little bit and snarls and looks down at you all and kind of snorts out some embers. Says, and these are those who I must face today. <laughs> you shall be an easy target, and everyone. I want you all to roll initiative against a fucking Chinese dragon. 42. 24. 25. Igara, the ancient underworld dragon, rolled a 32 on initiative, which puts in second place after you, Shuji. Holy shit, that's a big dragon. Goddamn. I think you know about underworld dragons. These are like the wicked imperial dragons. Like, they are Mm -hmm. scary stuff. And you can see the heat around him, like, in the air around him is crackling. What do you do? Shuji is going to immediately, for free, um, enter Stoked Flame Stance. Okay. As their first action, they're going to run up to the dragon. Uh, okay. It's going to be literally their speed. They can get up there in one action. Okay. Um, immediately, I need you to make me a will save as you approach this thing. Okay. 31. A 31. You're good. You're just about good. This okay. dragon is scary. So much so that as you run up to it, you are affected by its frightful presence, and you are frightened one. Wait, Chuji's path mm-hmm. perfection, though. Oh, shit! Okay, yeah, because you succeed, that's a critical success. Chuji, you're not afraid oh, yeah. of this dragon! <laughs> yeah, Chuji don't give a shit. <laughs> Chuji does not give a fuck. You've trained yourself not to be scared. You're good! Chuji is not afraid of this thing because they are much more afraid of how everyone thinks of them right now. <laughs> 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 okay, so uh, Chuji has two actions. So, Chuji... Just like Chuji, I did not think about this. Um, <laughs> I think that Chuji's going to old reliable and one inch punch in two actions. Okay, go for it. Punch this dragon. Maybe I will. Uh, 41. Uh, 41 is going to be a hit. Roll damage. Nice. So it's going to be 31 damage to the dragon. Very, very nice, Chuji. You punch into this dragon, he pushes his head back a little bit, and he snails his. Puny mortal, you dare challenge Yagara, minister of hell? What, are you scared? I think uh, as you're taunting him, Chuji, you see over Yagara's shoulder in the audience, uh, the uh, Winter's Roar, the Viking team, they seem particularly impressed by you taunting this dragon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, is that your turn? Yeah, Chuji just okay. kind of like blows a raspberry at him, and that's it. Oh wait, Chuji, holy shit, you dropped into 169 HP! <gasps> Give me that hero point! Take a hero point! Yeah, baby! Uh, okay. So, Chuji, that is your turn. Uh, now, I need you to make me a fortitude save. Ooh, it's gonna be 41. 41, you're good. You are not fatigued by the heat coming off of this thing. Chuji's used to it. <laughs> How hot they are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Just, <laughs> <there's their> fist. <laughs> it is now Iagara's turn. 
and Iagara roars. He pulls his head back and he conjures up a ball of magma in his throat. And he gargles it for a second and then splats it into the ground behind you, Chuji, and in front of Masami and Sanku. I need both of you to make me a, or all of you even, to make me a reflex save. 41. Okay. That is my third nat 20 of the session. What the fuck? Um, Okay. So two 41s and a nat 20. All of you critically succeed. How do you all dodge out away from this magma ball that is launched at you? (laughs) Trudy literally just ducks. (laughs) I think Masami like runs up the wall. On the on the side, uh, right on their uh, on their right, and backflips. Why are they so fucking um, cool? <laughs> I think Sanku just goes ah, and he falls out of the way. <laughs> okay, you're good. Um, Iagara snarled, says, "You disrespect me by dodging my attacks. I'll show you." What do you think we're gonna do? Stand in it? Uh, he roars and he just slams at Chuji with his claw. A forty-five to hit. Forty-five does hit. Okay. Slam! That is gonna be 35 slashing damage as he claws into you. Alright. And that is his turn. Sanku, it is your turn. Lo's very excited. He's like, Sanku! It's an Imperial Dragon! My evil brethren who, who, who ma- use the power of fire to smite their foes. You know, sea dragons and underworld dragons are sworn enemies. Well, then I'll defeat him. Yes! The, uh, Sanku's going to use title rings. Okay. On the Imperial King Dragon. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, make me that spell attack roll to see if you can grapple him. Please work, please work, please work. <gasps> what the hell is happening? What the I, fuck? I swear it's real. You got another nat 20, uh, meaning that he is going to be immobilized. He can't do anything except attack you. Or, you know, try to get out. Like, he's well, not just grappled. Uh, he is held in place as this water kind of, like, scorches around him. And Sanku, you see something. That water, as it touches him, you see smoke hissing off of his body. And he roars out in anguish. And until the end of his next turn, he's going to have a minus one on his attack rolls. His jaw strikes won't do fire damage. And his sweltering heat is actually countered. Meaning, Chuji, you're no longer in that heat. He actually is basically semi-extinguished by this water. Pog. Um, and then I think Senku, with his last two actions, is going to use his last six uh, level spell of the day, and he's going to cast Hydraulic Push. Okay. Uh, water explodes out from your stop and into this motherfucker. Well, we can't all roll that 20s every time. Um, <laughs> 29? A 29 is going to be a fail, I'm afraid. You miss the water scan, even as he's uh, struggling against this. The water flies over his shoulder and, like, kind of bashes off onto one of the walls nearby. And uh, you can see that the team nearest is actually Tino's toughest. And they go, Sorry! 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 (laughs) Masami! Big, scary dragon. What do you do? Is he, though, is what I want to know. He's a little scary. He's an an ancient dragon. They're kind of scary. They're going to... Quick draw their twin comma, and I think use an action to run up to this thing. Okay. You jump into the thing. Make me will save against this thing's terrifying fear aura. Nat 20. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, you're not scared at all. Go for that. All right. Uh, twin faint into twin distraction. Okay, so it's a 39 and a 31 on the second attack. Okay, the 39 is a hit. The 31 is unfortunately a miss. Uh, 28 damage done. Okay, very nice. Masami, you are right up at this thing's grill. 
I think, Masami, as you are using your rogue stuff, you can actually kind of glance over and you see uh, Nayan Fei is actually looking at you quite interested. She is scoping out your rogue stuff that you've been talking about earlier. Uh, Chuji, it's your turn. Fuck this dragon. Fuck this dragon. Uh, Chuji's gonna flurry of blows. Okay. It's gonna be 39 and a 44. Both of those are hits. Nice. Uh, that means since they're both successful, then Stunning Fist is in effect. I need a Fortitude save. Uh, that's gonna be a 32. Oh, that doesn't pass! He fails! Okay! So what's happened? Is he stunned? Yeah, he stunned one. Okay, yeah. Uh, he's gonna miss an action on his next turn because, uh, you punch him so hard with your attacks that he's actually dazed. Fuck yeah. That's, <laughs> that's 29 twice. I rolled the same thing twice in a row. Uh, that's going to be... 58? 58 damage. Yeah, okay. Uh, Chuji, as you wail into him, you can see he is not doing really well at all. He's, like, fighting against these rings, but you can tell he is pretty fucking pissed. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Actually, hmm. <laughs> does he look really willful? Hmm? Does he, does he look particularly... I can't tell you that, but he is a t- giant talking dragon. Make that what you will. Uh, you can try it. Okay, roll me a will save. That's a 28. <gasps> that doesn't work. I cast fear. Oh. He's scared of me now. Oh, no. Oh. Okay. Uh, so he's going to be frightened too. Oh, dear. Oh, that is bad for his AC because he was already grabbed. Yeah. Chuji, you raise up this hand and like dark shadows kind of like pulse out of it, and he looks down and he says, No, 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 get away from me! Back, I say! Chuji tells him he's going back to hell. <laughs> uh, Chuji, is that your turn? Yeah. Okay, it is now Iagara's turn. Iagara kind of like stumbles a little bit. He's shaking. His eyes are wide. Uh, he is bound by the fucking rings of water. He's gonna try to escape, first off, uh, by attacking the rings of water. And that is a turty. Does a turny pass your spell DC Sanku? Nope. Okay. He snarls. He's going to try again. He just snaps his jaws against it, attacking as best he can. A 39. Okay, that does. Okay. He breaks out your tile ring, Sanku, but you can see that, like, he's still stumbling. He's afraid. He is uh, stunned. He is not going to be able to do anything else on his turn. You used up his whole turn. Smile. Sanku, it is your turn. He is looking real fucking bad. What do you do? Uh, yeah. I'm going to use Elemental Betrayal. I'm going to cast Quench. Let's go with Quench. Okay, because he's a fire creature, you can actually cast Quench on him as a damage king. You can. And because this is a fifth level spell, uh, that is going to be... Uh, he's going to make a fortitude save or take 10d8 fire damage. Yeah. A 32 because he's frightened. No. Uh, okay. That does not That does not pass. <laughs> so, Sanku, how does this look? Um... It's sort of like, you know when you're underwater and there's a bubble of air? I think that it's like that, but with water as the bubble instead, and it, like, pops around him. So it, like, quenches his fire. That's 50 damage, plus an extra 6 damage, 56 damage. Sanku, as the bubble pops, Iagara lets out a roar. And then he stumbles to the floor. K.O. And you have all you all stand in front of the Ruby Arena, having defeated an underworld dragon. How are you guys all doing? I think Chuji is not satisfied. Yeah, how come? 
Um, <laughs> they, um, I think they just look maybe irked, but they'll just shake their head and uh, cheer anyways that it's dead. And uh, Hao Jin kind of stands up and she bows and says, Well, everyone, I thank you all for coming to these events. That was our final fight for the evening. And I'm sure you will all agree that the Radiant Winds did an excellent job dispatching Iagara. She says, and she kind of opens up a portal beneath Iagara who kind of falls through. And she says, Now, retire to your rooms. And, and as she's speaking, a voice calls out and says, I think we could do one more. And all of you kind of pause and glance. And there's a team standing up. You guys want to guess which team? Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I think it's Tino's toughest. Hmm. Masami, Masami wishes it was Tino's toughest. It's not. <laughs> Siu Tak Nua, leader of the Lightkeepers, stands up and says, We've seen everyone fighting against your magnificent challenges, Lady Hao Jin. But surely the night deserves to end with... A, ch- a championship match between two of the winning teams. After all, isn't that why everyone came here? And how Jin blinks, and she's about to say more, but then uh, Su Takuma points at you guys and says, Radiant wins, we challenge you to a fight. Well, if the Grandmaster will allow it. Lolo looks at you and says, Truji, are you sure? You, you're really beaten up. Like you, you fought, had many fights today. Perhaps now isn't the time to... What, like I can't take it? No, no, I wouldn't say that, Chuji, not at all. But are you sure it's wise? When have I ever cared for something being wise? I I think he doesn't really have anything to say to that. And uh, Hao Jin's, like, looks to Lady Naifen, who's just kind of like, she's leaned forward, she's got her fingers steepled, she's like, oh, oh. <sighs> Siu Taknoa and her team stands up and gets onto the field. Diki Sonam, the Samsaran monk. Hui Ying, the human rogue, and Azkanak the exiled, the hobgoblin necromancer, make their way onto the platform. And jingling around Hui Ying's belt is a ray gun. Hao Jin raises a hand and says, Radiant wins. Do you accept this challenge? Yes. Yeah. I, I guess so. Well, in the interest of a good fight, and she waves her hand, and each of you feels replenished. You've all had uh, the effects of a whole night's rest, meaning that you gain all your spell slots back and all your HP, and you're like up to max health. Great! You all get into position. And uh, you kind of stand on either side of the circular platform as uh, the lightkeepers make their way in. Sutrak Noir's hair flows a little bit in an almost underwater-like fashion. Diku Sonan cracks his knuckles and says, Really looking forward to putting in a fight with a team who's actually worth the moment of time, huh? <laughs> oh, so now you acknowledge us. As Connect the Exile says, A lesson in folly, but we'll have to deal with it. And Hu Ying says, Hey, monk, I like your mm. belt. Thanks. Oh, God. Got some nice looking stuff on it, she winks. Yeah. The ray gun you can jingles. take a nice gaze at it while I knock your fucking teeth out. Ooh. As you all kind of get into position, the Hao uh, Jin smiles says, Fighters, take your positions. Are you ready? Yeah. Lightkeepers nods, and each of them kind of like just grins. Sure. I think Masami just sighs. <laughs> okay. Everyone, 
Let's roll initiative against the light keepers. Ooh. 35. 36. Top of the order is going to be Dikisonam. Uh, Chuji, real fast, what stance are you entering? Stoked Flame or uh, Crane? Um, actually for this one, they're going to enter Crane. Okay, getting into Crane. Just to raise their AC. Cool idea, because Dikisonam is going for you. Like, yeah. no hesitation. He fucking charges towards you. Arms pumping as he goes, and he throws a punch at you. And uh, that is going to be a 40 to hit. Uh, 40 is a hit, yeah. Okay, uh, that is going to be 23 damage as he punches into you. Uh, and then he's going to try to grab you with an athletics roll. Uh, does a 39 hit your AC? 39 does. As he grabs you, however, Chuji, he dandles the wildest shit. <laughs> he grabs you into a hug, and he's, like, grinning in your face, like, inches from yours. It is. See you on the other side, my friend. Ugh. And he fucking suplexes you. Ouch. Uh, he throws you to the ground and bends over backwards and smashes your head into the ground. Pile drive! <laughs> um, you are no longer grappled, but you automatically take 34 bludgeoning damage and you are prone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as he knocks you to the floor. Uh, and that is going to be uh, his turn. Uh Noir's turn. I think she's just going to start by uh, casting black tentacles. Oily black tentacles rise up from the ground and try to catch everyone in a 20-foot uh, a burst, which will catch uh, all of you. Uh, all of you need to make me a fortitude save, please. 39. I, why do I even bother? 30. 32. Okay, Sanku and Masami, both of you are grabbed. However, Chuji, even as you're on the floor, you are like ducking out of the way and kind of like flipping around away from the tentacles that rise up. You are not grabbed. How are you holding up, bud? Furious. Furious? They, that hurt. That shit fucking hurt. <laughs> yeah, you get um, your head smashed. Yeah, you get your head smashed and see how you feel afterwards. <laughs> okay. Um... She's then going to maneuver, and she kind of, like, takes a step to the back lines. She's getting out of you guys' way. I think as you're watching, you can see all the teams around you, and I think I'm going to roll randomly to see which team's uh, reactions I get every time. Yeah, that sounds good. Oh, interesting. It's Steps of the Sun. Hmm. Hal the Stung and Junxio are kind of, like, both watching. Ooh, ah. But I think Liang Shen is just watching quietly. Like, he's trying to analyze... What he's trying to analyze, I don't know. But he seems to be very invested in this fight. Next in the order is you, Shi Chuji. You just got suplexed. Yeah, um, Chuji's gonna beat the fucking shit out of this guy. Okay. Chuji first is going to... Yeah, they spend the action getting up because they can't attack from the floor. Yes, you can. You can't attack while you're prone. Can you? You want to go for his legs? I mean, okay, yeah, sure. Can I, does that count for flurry of blows or one inch punch? Yeah, absolutely. You can 100% okay. flurry of blows him from the ground. Chuji doesn't get up. Um, and. Oh, yeah, I know how to flavor this. Chuji flurry of blows. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just them. They're, I, I, they're on their back because they got fucking suplexed. Um, so they kind of raise their hips up from the ground and just kick multiple times up at Diggy Sunam. Oh, shit. Okay, go for it. Uh, that's a 31 and a 35. Both of those are hits. Roll damage. Nice. Uh, that's a 19 and an 18, meaning that he takes a total of 
37 damage. Mm -hmm. He stumbles back. And he has to make a fortitude save against your stink to see if he's stunned, right? Yes. Okay. Well, he's really good at that, so that's a 37. Yeah, that passes. Uh, He's not stunned. Dirty trick, friend. Oh. You want to play dirty? I'll show you dirty. Uh, and Chuji's going to to action one inch punch. Can I kick him in the dick? Oh my god! Please Not only will do. I let that work, I will give you a plus two on this attack roll. <laughs> okay, that's a thirty-seven. That hits! Oh no! Balls destroyed. That's gonna be twenty-seven damage. Chuji, yeah, you get a letter, and he stumbles back. And he looks down at you, and he's fucking furious. <laughs> Chiji sticks their tongue out. Like, that smiley face is gone, and again, it's replaced by actual anger. <laughs> is that your turn, Chuji? Yeah. Okay. It is Hu Ying's turn. And uh, Hu Ying rushes up, uh, and I think she's going to run past you, Masami, and then be behind you. She's going to tumble through, uh, and that's going to be a 34. Reflex DC is 37. Nope. Okay, so she tries to get behind you, but you block her attack. And she just kind of rolls her eyes and says, whatever. You see, she doesn't have a knife in her hand. No, what she's got is her hands. And she gets two fingers and jabs them right into your throat. Pressure point attack! Okay. Masami, that is going to be a 33 hit. That is my AC. That's going to be a hit. 23 bludgeoning damage. But I need you to make me a fortitude save. Okay, yeah, 40. 40? Okay, yeah, Masami, you succeed. Uh, But as that jab hits you, nonetheless, you are enfeebled for a round. And anytime you would use an action with the manipulate trait, you need to make a flat check to see if it's lost. That's on a success. It would have been so much worse if that had been on a failure. She gets you right in the neck and you are like stunned for a moment as like you just feel this searing weird electric pain shoot through your body. All right. And that is her turn. Sanku, it's your turn. Gosh. Um, I'm going to cast um, Elemental Betrayal. Okay. Um. <laughs> who's the guy who stole the gun? Hu Ying, the girl who's currently jabbing into Masami's throat. Uh, okay, I'm gonna use the I'm gonna use Elemental Betrayal Fire on her, and then I'm going to cast Scattered Fire Fireball. Okay. Oh, you you could catch Hu Ying and Diki Sonam, and then I assume those guys at the back as well. Well, Hu Ying is going to roll a 38. Okay. Um, that is a success. Okay. Um, Diki Sonam is going to roll a 29. That is a fail. Fail. Yeah, it's a fail. It's a regular fail. Sutrak Noir is going to roll a 31. Fail. And As Connect the Exiled is going to roll a 31 as well. So everyone except Hu Ying pass, uh, fails. Okay. Oh, holy shit. Oh my god. Uh, and, and Huying still takes half damage, right? Yes. So how much damage is that? The full damage is 48. So all of them take 48 except for Huying, who takes 24. Yep. Wait. Uh, plus another 6 More damage from uh, Elemental Betrayal. So she takes 30 damage. So everyone yes. takes nearly 50 damage except for her who takes 30. Fireworks erupt across the field, and I think the audience cheers because that's cinematic. Uh... Meanwhile, Diki Sonam is actually starting to look pretty injured. Uh, Siotak Noir and Hu Ying are both doing okay. Uh, as Connect the Exiled, frail bastard that he is, is not looking great. She looks at you, uh, Sanku, and Shut your mouth, boy, before I take that bag of yours. And Lolo's inside like, No! No! My things are in here! Uh, Masami, it is your turn. What 
Huyang just did to you sucks. And if you do anything with a manipulate trait, you're gonna have to roll me a flat check to see if you're able to pass. Okay. However, you have three actions. You are being grappled by tentacles, but like, you know, what else is new, right? I'm not sure exactly what you're assuming there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't assuming anything. I just think you've probably fought things with tentacles before, like squids. Uh-huh. And octopi, I don't know. Uh-huh. Okay. Um... <laughs> You got three actions. What do you do? Right. Uh, they're going to try and get out of the uh, the tentacles. Uh, dimensional assaults, but the way that they're going to do it is they're going to strike Hu Ying and go right behind Diki Sanam and Hu Ying. Oh, look at that. It's a double flank. Oh, shit. Wait. Okay, yeah. Not only would that get you of the black tentacles immediately, that would put you on the other side of uh, Diki Sonam, flanking him against Chuji, and also flanking against uh, Hui Yin again with Sanku. Oh my god! And this, you wouldn't need to make a check to get out of the room back tentacles. Holy shit! Yeah, go for it! Um, wait, uh, who are you attacking? Are you attacking Diki Sonam or Hui Yin? Uh, they are going to strike at Hui Yin for this one. Okay. Dimensional Assault doesn't have the manipulate trait, right? Yes, verbal. Uh, that's with her with her being flat-footed. Uh, the the result says crit. I rolled a forty-three. That's right. That is a critical success, Masami. You behind her, and you kind of like go with a no in personnel, and then you fucking get her. Thirty-six. Okay, Masami, you teleport behind her, you slash at her, and she does a ha, uh, and she takes that down, and you can see she is now also actually pretty injured. All right, and Masami, you've got two actions left. Um, there's Diki Sonam and there's Hu Ying, both within range. All right, uh, <laughs> spell strike. I think they're okay against uh, Hu Ying, and I need everyone to make me a reflex save after Hu Ying. I'm gonna quickly roll flat check to see if you can make that manipulate check for chain lightning. That is a 16. You're good. Okay, go ahead. Make me that attack roll. Uh, the attack is 36. That's a hit. Roll damage. So damage from the Chokuto is 20. Okay. And then uh, they she takes chain lightning anyway. Yeah, and everyone else has to make a reflex. Everyone save. else needs a reflex save. Okay, he, he uh, Tiki Sanam passes with a 38. <gasps> that one on Sutak Nua, she's crit fails, crit fails. Okay, and Askenak? Is a 32, I believe that is my DC? Hang on, let me check. Uh, no, it's a 33, your DC is a 33. Oh, then poor, poor Black Mage Bastard doesn't pass it. That is 36 electricity damage. Okay, that's 36 to Hu Ying. Uh, 36 to Azkanak the Exiled. 18 to Diki Sunam. 72 to Su Taknoa, who is immediately stumbling backwards, uh, eyes wide, because holy shit, they were not ex- she wasn't expecting you to actually hurt her. <laughs> Lightning arcs through the field, and the crowd cheers, and these guys grunt, but you can see Su Taknoa's no expression. <laughs> Completely clinical. Uh, at the same time, uh, Masami won't even- isn't paying attention to the light keepers. They glance up at the Empress and wink. Ooh, the Empress raises an eyebrow, and she's smiling. Guys, guys, Cookie's doing it again! Target inside. Uh, Meanwhile, um, you can see in the crowd, Masami, cheering with all their might are the biting roses. Yarika Mulandez says, get them! Show them who's boss! (laughs) Okay, Masami, is that your turn? That's their turn. It is now Azkanak the Exile's turn. And Azkina kind of grunts in pain and says, Ugh, I'll have none of death now. I'll show you the power of death. And uh, I think he points at you, Masami, and uh, he just, that pointing finger glows a black light. I need you to make me a fortitude save 
against Finger of Debt. 29. That won't do it. As they point at you, evil energy acts out their finger in black lightning and blasts into you, and you take 70 damage. Off the bat, no other, nothing else, you immediately drop the nearly half HP. All right. And uh, you then see uh, Azkina kind of grunt and uh, touch their own chest and cast harm, which normally should harm a living creature. But for some reason, this necromancer heals from it. Hmm. Hmm. Strange. And they look up at you oh. and they kind of grit their teeth and says, now this is getting quite interesting, isn't it? Finally stop getting bored. <laughs> it's Diki Sonam's turn. Diki Sonam picks you up, Chuji. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a leg check. You are no longer prone. Hey. Does a 37 hit your AC? 37 does hit my AC. He picks you up and he throws you off the arena. Uh. <laughs> uh, you are launched into the water below the arena. Oh, shit. And then the thing you see next is fucking terrifying. Ugh. You see Dickie Sonam. What? Jumping down after you with an elbow going directly for your throat. Oh my god, an elbow drop? shit. People's elbow! Do I get a standstill on that? I'm afraid not, my friend. That's a 44 to hit. (laughs) Oh, that hits, yeah. Okay, 21 damage to the throat. You take that, and uh, Chuji, you are prone again, I'm afraid. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, you are in the water that surrounds the platform from below. Uh, <laughs> you're about, like, 20 feet below everyone else. And the water's shallow. Uh, you're able to, like, not take fall damage from that, but he is now on top of you. Okay. And as his turn, he's mad as fuck. Um, he's also mad as fuck. It is Sutak Noir's turn. And uh, she kind of cracks her neck a little bit and says, most interesting, but I'm afraid it's all over for you. And she points at you, Senku. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid the fact of the matter is I've analyzed the situation. And even if we lose the fight, I already know everything I need to know. You and your patron are weaker than me. Fuck off. I need you to make me a will save as she's staring at you. Okay. That's a a 30. Okay. A 30 is a failure, I'm afraid. Senku, the most fucked up shit possible happens. Sutak Noir, an eye opens on her forehead. And it's staring directly at you, Senku. She casts Evil Eye, and you are frightened. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And then, she is going to cast Phantom Pain. Um, And I need you to make me another will save. Here we go. Uh, 32 won't do it, Sanku. Um, unfortunately, you're going to take 24 mental damage as you can't look away from that evil eye. It's actually really starting to fuck you up. Um, but then, more importantly, because you can't look away, it's really starting to mess you up in the long term as well. Uh, you are going okay. to take persistent mental damage. Uh-huh. As Siutak Noir's evil eye is just, like, completely eating into you. What I will say as well is that, like, her mot is flapping its wings uh, really, really hard. And, like, it's almost, like, shimmering the world around it. Is, uh, that is her turn. She, Chuji, you are on the floor, uh, kind of, like, in the water here, and Diku Sunan is getting ready to give you another pummeling. What do you do? Oh, man. 
Um, I, <laughs> God, uh, sticky situation, huh? Mm -hmm. Um, Chuji, I don't want Chuji to go down. Is the thing? <laughs> yeah, then don't kill him. I'm trying, man. Come on. Uh, I want Chuji to activate their basilisk feather. Uh, the belief feather? Yeah, or yeah, belief feather. Okay. Uh, so well, to do that, you're going to need to deal damage to him, and you—he has to have done an evil act. I think fucking pile driving me into the water is an evil act. <laughs> I don't know if that counts as an evil act, but I do think uh, the thing you saw when he was bullying uh, uh, touched the stars. I think that definitely counts. That as was evil. evil. That was definitely evil. Yeah. So you're on your back in the water. You clutch this feather uh, and you punch him. So go for it. I'm gonna do three action, one inch punch. Okay. Oh wow. Thirty six is a hit. Roll damage. So it's gonna be 34 damage. Okay. Um. He has to make a will save, right? Yeah. Give me a will save. A 24. Doesn't fucking cut it. He takes a minus two to his AC. Uh, also any saving throws, and it reduces any resistance by five. Okay. Cool. It lasts until the end of my next turn. You deck into him as you're like standing down. He stumbles back a bit, and you just—he doesn't even speak. He actually roars, and it's almost like an animal. And you're like, what the fuck? is this guy? What's your fucking problem? This is not normal person behavior. Yeah, no, it's not. Uh, Hui Ying's turn. Uh, Hui Ying turns around and she snarls and oh, get off my ass! She yells and uh, she's going to make a strike against you, Masami. And that is a 47 to hit. That's a crit. That is going to be double of 23. That is 46 damage. Oh shit, that hurt. And I think she snarls, and she then turns, and she's going to try to attack you too, Sanku. Okay. Uh, she does roll 38 to hit you, though, Sanku. Uh, that hits. Okay. And that's 25 bludgeoning damage. And uh, I think she... That's okay. ...just kind of grits her teeth, and uh, I think she's going to try tricky Masami. Okay. Uh, and that is going to be a 23 against your AC. Crit fail. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, that is gonna be... Got too close. You can make a grapple or grab reaction for free. So if you want to try grapple right back, you can. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, Misami... Is she trying to sweep for the legs or what? Yeah, for sure. She was going for the legs. I think Misami kind of kicks their kicks her leg up and holds it in a lock between, like, their thigh and their elbow. Ooh, and just kind of okay. balances there. Okay, make me an athletics roll. 27. That'll actually do it. Yeah, you grab her leg, and she's like, "Get off me!" I'll let you go if you give that if you give my friend that laser back. Go to hell. I'll see you in there. <laughs> Senku, it's your turn. You got three actions. Dicky Sonam fucking yarted Chuji off the edge of the platform, uh, but everyone is starting to look really injured, yourselves included. I'm going to cast Elemental Betrayal uh, on water uh, on the guy who healed. Okay, on uh, Askenak. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm going to cast Moonburst. Oh no. Okay. Oh. Um. Oh, yeah. I see what you're doing. Yeah, you do. You little bastard. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, that Moonburst would hit both Sutak Noir and Asconnect the Exiled. So, uh, do you want me to make a reflex save? Yes. Uh, 37 for uh, Asconnect. Okay. And a 43 for Sutek Noir. 
So Askenak will take damage, Sue Takuma will not. It's 8d10 uh, cold damage, mm-hmm. plus 8d10 um, positive damage, I think. Uh-huh, that's right. <laughs> so that's going to be a that's gonna be a sick total of 16 d10 damage meaning 85 damage oh and elemental betrayal uh counts for this because if they take cold damage it counts sanku an explosion of ice well describe this uh moonburst for me how does this look I think everything goes quiet for a second, and then I think it's just a, like, explosion of moonlight. Okay. Now, Askenak is not an undead creature. Yeah. But Askenak, in their folly this morning, cast Undead's Blessing, swapping their healing to uh, negative damage and their harm to positive damage. Uh-huh. Meaning that they're going to take all that damage, and with that explosion... Askenak is knocked flying, and they are KO! As they hit the deck right beside Sutekma, who I think Sutekma just kind of like steps just out of the radius, and she turns to look at you, Sanku, and she's got that completely still face. She, earlier on, when she was mocking you, she was like really, really like bitchy and mean. Yeah. But now it's like clinical. It's like a doctor about to announce to someone that they've got days to live. <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> she is completely still faced. And that turd eye is still buried into you, by the way. Oh, Senku knows. As your turn ends, Senku, uh, you are going to take one mental damage. Sorry. As, ow, this is still hurting your head to look at. Oh my god, my hands are shaking. Uh, <laughs> Diki Sonam's turn. Diki looks down at you, says, I'm gonna make you eat dirt, maggots! Ugh. And I take, they punch at you, and uh, that is a 32 to hit. 32 does not hit. They punch the ground right next to where your head was a moment ago, and they he snarls it. Stop getting away from me! A 33 to hit. Another miss. Ooh, they're fucking pissed. They're going to punch one last time. That's a 35 to hit. 35? Fuck, it's just my AC. Okay. Finally, as you roll one way, the other way, punch! 20 damage to the face! And they, like, he pulls back his hand, ready to punch more. His teeth are bared like a mad dog. Uh, Jesus Christ. It's Sirtak Noir's turn. I think she points at you, Sanku, and says, you're on my side now. Oh. And, uh, Sanku, I want you to make me a fortitude save. 35? That works. You succeed. But, Sanku, your shadow, it splits off from you. It, like, tears itself away from you. And then it stands up. And then there's a Sanku looking right back, except he's completely oh gray with red eyes. And he grins, and he's uh, going... She has cast, evidently, Duplicate Foe. Holy shit. And this other Sanku um, is immediately... She just waves a hand, and the other Sanku is going to uh, attack you with his staff. Just bat- batter you over the head with it. And that's a 36 to hit, Sanku. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that hit. Uh, that's gonna be... Uh, Sanku, that's gonna be 12 uh. bludging damage as he bashes you over the head. Ow! Watch my crown! Ow! Watch my crown! And Sanku, as this other Sanku is bullying you, you still feel that evil eye on you. She's sustaining. Uh, in fact, I think, because I'm pretty sure Duplicate Foe is three actions. Yep. She doesn't have the action to, uh, to sustain. So instead, she finally shows some emotion. <laughs> Cackle! 
I think every other witch that's not me is lame. Shuji, it's your turn. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. Diku Sonam is really trying to just maul you down here. I, yeah, this guy's... <laughs> Shuji thinks this guy might actually fucking kill them. Um, he, It certainly seems like he's trying. Yeah. Shuji's, like, still reeling a little bit from that last punch, but um, I think they still get in a little um, shit-eating line. Uh, for a big guy, you're pretty fucking slow. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> Ooh. No. Ooh, he is baring his teeth. It's like... Like, you can see every individual inch of his gum. He, that's how far back his lips are twisted. <laughs> uh, alright. And, um, they're going to flurry of blows again. Okay. Alright, that's gonna be a 41 and a 35. Just a hit. Holy shit, you are lucky. Roll damage. <laughs> and he has to make okay. a 40 you've said, but he's really good at those, so don't expect anything uh, super good. Yeah. Holy shit, he rolled an 18. Uh, oh god. That's a fail. Oh god, okay, so he's gonna be wait. stunned! Is that it? That's a crit fail! Oh my god, wait, he's so. Wait, is he stunned, stunned three? three? Yeah. He doesn't get another turn! He doesn't get another fucking turn. Okay, Chuji, how much damage is that total? Uh, in total, that is. Uh, 18 plus 14, that is. 32. Chuji, you, like, even though you're on the floor, you, like, launch yourself upwards and unleash a flurry of attacks into Diki Sonam's head, and. The fucking monster stumbles eyes wide. Uh, they are completely out of the race for a moment. Holy shit! Yeah, and then a uh, two action one inch punch. Okay, go for it. Forty two. That's a fucking hit. But I was like, there's no way you're gonna get that. You got it. Roll damage. Twenty six damage. Chuji, how the fuck do you knock this motherfucker out? How about you let me take a fucking breather, asshole, and just punch the shit out of uh his head. Like, you've seen those, like, slow-motion clips of, like, a bald guy getting punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those. Like, you see his, like, jaw shift and everything. Ooh! Yeah, I think because you were prone, I think you have to flip up to do it, and you, like, do a little front flip, and then BOOM! Right in the cheek! And you see his eyes go wide, and he stumbles back, and for a second it looks like he's trying to, like, hold on, and you realize he's unconscious on his feet before he topples backward. And he is K.O. Chuji's, like, bleeding, like, profusely, like, from the head. Um, and <laughs> they, like, raise up their hands and they're like, Woo! <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, Chuji, you know what you see? Yes. You see Haojin, and she's clapping for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Like, she Yay. is clapping half, like, she is thrilled by this fight. I think everyone is. You see everyone is cheering. Yeah. Masami, it's your turn. Hu Ying's not looking great, and Siu Takuma isn't looking great. You have three actions. You are no longer enfeebled. Uh, thankfully, uh, that bullshit pressure point thing that Hu Ying threw at you is no longer affecting you. However, there's an uh, there's a second Sanku who is beating the original Sanku to death with a stick. What do you do? I... Alright, um, they're gonna go into Arcane Cascade, and the, since the last spell that they used was Lightning, it is Lightning. Ooh, okay, so how does this Arcane Cascade look? Ooh, I think they have, like, Lightning pulsing through, like, their arms and definitely through their sword, and their eyes have, like, storms in them. Ooh! I think, in the distance, you can see, uh, uh, Bavana Watergesse actually stand up and cheer, like, yeah, I love that shit! <laughs> so getting into Arcane Cascade doesn't refresh Bell Strike, right? It does! Oh, it does! <laughs> Alright, um, well... 
Gonna make a strike on Hu Ying. You go back to Sanku, so she is flash foot. Ah, oh, roll back. All right, that, that that was a fucking thirty-two. That's actually gonna be a hit because she's flat foot. Oh, that is a twenty-two damage from my Chokuto with. Okay. And what the fuck is this damage? What is the spell you're doing? With the spell, da 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 da. Teleconnect projectile. Ooh, and what are you projecting at them? They're karma. These nuts. Okay, bonk. You psych up your karma, and when you smack down, when it when it smacks down, it is thirty-six damage. And Hui Ying stumbles backwards and says, "Oh, this can't be happening." And she stumbles down, and she is KO. <laughs> oh, it is, and I'm enjoying every minute of it. They turn to uh, Sutakuma and they go, "Last one." Sutakuma doesn't say anything. She just looks at you with those dead eyes and a turd evil eye. And I think she just kind of opens her arms like she's ready. Sanku, it's your turn. Sutakuma is the only member of the Lightkeepers left standing. But all of you are seriously hurt. And if you don't take her out, chances are you're going to get even more hurt. Um, well... I'm going to try and cast Tidal Rings on her. Okay. So make uh, make this attack roll with uh, Tidal Rings. Okay. Miss. Yeah. That misses, I think. Yeah. 31 is not going to hit. She, I think, the Tidal Ring starts forming, and then her hairs form fists, and they, like, dispel them. They splash them everywhere. And she's still standing with her hands, hands open. She's walking towards you, like, hit me. Come on, hit me. Take me down, witch prince. Um, 34. That is just her AC. Roll damage. 44 damage. Sanku, how do you do this? As she's walking towards you, hands open, eyes on you. Um, I think that when she asks uh, uh, him to hit her, she go- he goes, he says, okay. Um, and then a blast of water um, like crashes into her. And I think she would, I think she falls into the Yeah, she's knocked the off water. the edge and into the water. And she just goes limp. And she is K.O. And it's quiet. And I think, Dan, you are met by something that is extremely not quiet as you're all standing there panting. Cheers from everyone. Uh. The, <laughs> biting, the biting roses, uh, winter's roar, arms of balance, hell, even steps of the sun, including Liang Shen, who, all things considered, actually looks pretty impressed by that display. <laughs> that is for Touch the Stars! Which, by the way, Masami goes to who he- <laughs> goes to uh, Hu Ying's belt and takes the laser and goes, I think you need to return this. I'll do it for you. Hu Ying, as she's kind of bringing herself back to consciousness, looks like she's about to say some rancid shit. <laughs> she's about to get canceled. Uh, Masami <laughs> looks at her and goes, do it. You fucks tailed. And before she says anything else, a hand comes onto uh- her shoulder. A very wet hand made of hair. <laughs> <laughs> And Sutrak Noir stands there. And she looks at you. She looks at everything. And she offers you a hand, Masami. And says, Well, it would seem that the best team won. Congratulations. You did exceptionally well. Masami looks at the hand. And looks at the witch. But shakes her hand anyway. She smiles with tin lips. Yang just kind of goes, 
as Connecty Exile stumbles to uh, their feet and I think glowers at you, uh, Sanku. <laughs> um, doesn't say anything, but turns to uh, Sutakuma and says, Well, I hope you're happy. There's our win streak. And Sutakuma just nods says, Yes, I'm very happy. Chuchi. <laughs> Diki Sonam comes up to you and he smiles and he offers you a hand says, good job sport thanks shake my hand sorry I'm a bit of a germaphobe he looks at you and he just smiles and says to each their own well fought <laughs> had me for a while there his eyes are cold as ice by the way as he's smiling I was almost scared I'm sure but you were the better fighter in the end weren't you now yeah, I was. I think uh, Sutakuma says, Thank you, Lady Haojin, for humoring us. I feel we all had an excellent time. And uh, Haojin smiles and she stands up, and so does uh, uh, Empress Nayanfei. Emperor, uh, Empress Nayanfei kind of claps for you all and says, Absolutely incredible. All of you. I will have to pass on the tales I've been to- I've seen today to my closest companions. And that's code for you've really impressed the Empress of Goka and good things are going to happen. Oh boy. Haojin gestures and says and now finally the final match of the Ruby Phoenix pre-qualifiers has ended. Retire to your rooms and prepare for tomorrow we begin the boat ride out to Goka where the tournament itself begins. With a flash of fire, she vanishes, and this room reassembles itself. Your final day on Danger Island passes relatively peacefully, all things considered. There's no more monster attacks. There's no more enemy teams waiting and ambushing you. You return to the Temple of Aurori one last time to pick up your stuff, and it has been completely rebuilt it's barely recognizable from the building it was literally three days ago. <laughs> Amatar brings you into the back room where once a eucalyptus tree stood alone with a skeleton. But now it stands with three statues that he's carved. Of a monk, a magus, and a witch. Oh. You group up with other teams to make the boat ride home. You see winning teams, losing teams... Devil's Dews being pulled onto one ship in chains. <laughs> you see the lightkeepers kind of scowling at you as they follow them into that ship. You see Winter's Roar nodding at you as they enter the same ship as you. New friends, new enemies, a new adventure awaits you. You've proven yourself to be among the strongest of all time. But now, being one of the strongest isn't good enough. When you arrive in Goka, you'll have to impress the world and show them that you are the strongest of all. And so ends Book One, Despair on Danger Island. And join us next week as we prepare for Book Two. Ready? Fight!
This episode of Dice Will Roll would not have been possible without the support of our patrons. Giratina, Nex, Minty Belmont, Daydam Dares, GP Dora, Marshmallowberry, Sarissa, Ferric Falcon, Luis Loza, Ares, Alexander Criswell, Lorst Hellion, Kendra West, Ginley Tricked, Transgirl Trish, Potomac, Bal Punyon, Johnny the Catman, Matthew Wilson Krasovich, Tillin Shark, Fearin, Glitch HD, Jace Snoops, Zenith Drums, Josh Heathcote, Torbjorn, Sophia Valera, G Barbera, Luke, Gideon, Sarah B, Seth, Ravona Darklow, Dolore, Kira, Lichula, Gizmo, Matthew, Cass, Fable McElduff, Eva, Chris Lutman, Remthy Bright, Lonesome Chunk, Steph, Sean C, Natasha Lumley, Rian C, Ellie, Jenna Mitchell, Kane Kendrick, Triceratops, Grey Kitsune, Anna Maria, Roxy, Jordan, Cynical Spinsters, Emily Derna, John the Booker, SS66 Seeker, and Dame Valerie the Turd. Special thank you to the patrons who had guest characters in this episode. As Connect the Exile by Mei Cohen, Hu Ying by Generally Tricked, and Dicky Sonam by Skyly. If you'd like to see what you can get from helping us keep it rolling, check out patreon.com slash dice roll roll today! What's new in podcasting? Here's what we love, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. Hey everybody, David Boris here, your friendly neighborhood Canadian historian, inviting you to join us for Season 8 of Curious Canadian History. We have an incredible array of historical topics to cover this season, starting with Episode 1 on September 6th, where we dive deep into the tale of a Nazi war criminal in Canada. Curious Canadian History Season 8 starts in September. Stay curious, friends. ACAST, A-cast. 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 A-